What's up, everybody? It's so good to be back today. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. I genuinely... Two weeks of good football. Interest, I'll, I'll say interesting football. Yeah. I don't know if I'll say good. No, I, I would say uh, entertaining, football. Yes. Entertaining. Yeah. entertaining football. Entertaining football. Entertaining football. Yes, and, for sure. And uh, we, we found out that Grant... Uh, Grant is out in left field on some uh, certain things that he has been making choices in. We're going to get you, to that you in here. You two are yeah. just too much of the same... It's, you it's, mean right? No, 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 no. Right? <laughs> too much? But too much of the same. Too much meh. You need some excitement. Some little Well, some thanks little for bringing some color into our life, loser. Yeah, that's what I do. Um, <laughs> we appreciate it. Uh, we're going to get to all of the first two weeks of the NFL in one faster than another. We're going to dive deep into week two's games. Go, we'll talk about. go over and, and carry in tons of storylines that we're going to hit today. Uh, but we're going to go through basically all of them at one point or another uh, from one angle or another. We're talking some fantasy football today uh we're gonna go through our pick em stuff update yeah, we where we're at uh you can uh join in on the game with us we'll see how you're doing uh you can uh just make don't make fun of us okay um when it comes to our reasoning on why we're doing what we're doing but uh a couple of us are doing pretty good on this pick em thing and i think we're doing pretty hot yeah, uh, I one, think so. Someone who who isn't doing really no, good. No, the yeah. one of us is not doing good, and uh, we'll you you'll see. Yeah, you'll see. Stick to the end and find out. Yeah, <laughs> stick to the end, find out the update. It's worth the listen. Thanks for joining shocker. us today. Let's get to it right now. Welcome to Sportsify for September twenty first, twenty twenty two, with your hosts Matt Novak and Grant Hawker. What is up, everybody? We are so excited to be back in this week. Uh, We had to take the first week of the NFL season off because somebody decided to get sick. And that person being the one that, you know, engineers the show. Okay, let's be fair. We all had a busy week. And so it was... was No, it's his fault. Yeah. Okay. That was on me. Yeah. Shut your mouth. It's his fault. (laughs) I was trying to help Jameson out here, but... No, it's his fault. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have just been misdiagnosed by two different urgent care doctors. That I mean... (laughs) That's on you, bro. <laughs> That's fair. You know, uh, now we we missed getting to discuss uh, an amazing opening week of NFL football. Uh, the the six ha- months of waiting did not disappoint. It was no. incredible. No, it was the greatest week that I will have all 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 year yes. for the season. And it was incredible. Yes. And I am bummed that it was taken from me. Thanks, Jameson, to not come on here. <laughs> loud and full of energy they rubbed it in your faces so that sucks yeah i monday monday night football uh if you were not a seahawks fan though pretty stinking boring uh <laughs> it was so awesome it was uh, it, i mean games that don't hit 20 usually don't have a lot to talk about i mean there was there more, was so much there was so much to talk about though nathaniel hackett really outed himself yes. i mean there was bad coaching and now yep. he's done it in two weeks which I'm horrible sure we'll fan base booing a no, quarterback shut up, shut up. Um, me, me and grant are in agreement here you this is ridiculous now do we have uh, this conversation or do we not we what do we have this not conversation? right now okay um no it was uh i it, to be honest it was not good football overall as a game no two turnovers in the end zone the first sunday of nfl football specifically did not disappoint we awesome. loved it multiple overtime games the Bengals get shocked by the Steelers uh, in a game that nobody apparently wanted to win. 
uh, Joe Burrow turning the ball over four times and then trying to win the game both in regular uh, regular time and in overtime uh, and then ultimately losing because McPherson uh, couldn't get whatever was going on with that holder. I know that their their punter or whatever got hurt or their normal holder got hurt and they they went laces, laces in. Which is a big no-no. Yeah. Big uh, no-no. To quote Ace Ventura, laces out! Um, but genuinely, it was a crazy game. Uh, the Colts should have beat the Texans. Couldn't get out of that one. Uh, end we have, up tying. We have back-to-back ties in week one to start the season. Yeah, it was uh, it was very interesting uh, that week one was. I don't know. I mean, we went into it, and, and it felt like there was a lot of things we did not expect to happen. Um, you know, and, uh, and then we kind of went into week two questioning, like, was any of that real? Uh, and week two, I think showed us a lot of things, Mm -hmm. um, that for, in some cases that week one was not a fluke in certain cases, week one may have been a fluke. Um, but, uh, nevertheless, the first two weeks of the NFL season have been incredible and so entertaining. I mean, th- uh, I mean, there's been a lot to talk about. I, I would say this, tons. The, this this past week wasn't as exciting, but there's a lot to talk about in it. Yes. Even some of the bad games have those really weird, like, football is drunk, what's happening storylines to that, them. I mean, dude, like this week was Jets full Browns of weird. Game, like, I had no intention mm-hmm. of watching that game. And I then all of a sudden. glued to it for a then, solid 15 minutes. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, Matt's like, what's going on with this game? And I'm like, I don't know. I just flipped over to it. What is happening? And it football's back. I love it. Football is back. We again. We thought that the Jets Browns game would be interesting. If you would have told yeah. me that like five years ago, I would have laughed in your face and said that uh, a you would have told me that the day before the game. Well, <laughs> well no, but I mean, but I mean, like five ridiculous. years ago, like like the Browns had no one. Like they, now they have like a Miles Garrett. They've got Denzel Ward. They've got some interesting pieces. I mean, it's still Joe Flacco versus Jacoby Brissett, and it yeah. ended up being in week two. <laughs> and it, yeah, it ended up being like one of the wildest things. It was nuts. I'm. You know, we're we're gonna talk about several things. Uh, the the New York Football Giants are two and zero. Yes. Uh, now one we, of six teams. We, I mean, I think we <laughs> gave them four or five uh, wins on the year, and that very well could still happen. So we have is, no idea. Yeah. We know this, nothing about this team. This is the first time since the infamous boat picture that they are above five hundred. Yes. Since that boat yeah. picture, we are. Yeah picture whatever we're like in the prime because like week one there's obviously a ton of overreactions but it's almost like more in week two because like a team can be oh and two or two and oh or a team that you think is supposed to be steamrolling everybody is one and one You're like hmm, it's not their year and it's like well mm-hmm. but yeah. I'm, I'm always here for the overreactions um but I'm, fun. I'm still fading the giants I'm, pretty heavy. I, well sure and the the giants i mean they still haven't scored 20 points yeah. so there's that um, but then the, there's that argument they're winning the close games, right? Right. You know, a good team's, and, and you good know team's gonna close the out games. Started off last season with like three and zero, four and zero, something like that, yeah. and then look what happened. That and and <laughs> I think that it may may be the most accurate thing anybody said about that situation so far. Um, you know, the AFC South uh, Colts, uh, the division favorite, got Oof. blanked in Clown Town. Uh, by Doug Peterson's Jaguars this Sunday. I'll be honest. Coach, coach of the year. I'm telling you. I don't get it. I, I'm going to be honest. That, I mean, what Matt Ryan is doing. Uh, is bad. Those interceptions I mean, are he, bad. He was yeah. also throwing to people off of the streets, basically. But still. Yeah. Michael Pittman was not in the game. That is true. But, Michael but again, 
That's uh, not but always he had Jonathan Taylor, and Jonathan Taylor w- w- didn't he rush run more times than he got yards in the game or in the first half? Sorry, I'm game? not sure. I don't have him. I think it was I did five and four. I didn't watch that but game either. Five rushes for blank. four yards. That offensive line was atrocious. They gave up, I believe, it was eleven pressures uh, in the first half. But my, like Matt Ryan was running for his life. But he's throwing some like Carson Wentz look in the interceptions. Well, you would too if there <laughs> yeah. was a three hundred pound dude yeah. chasing you down trying yeah. to end your life. I just he the offensive line looks really bad, and they have one of the best offensive linemen in the league uh, on that team. And apparently, we're supposed to have a top five considered offensive line, and that was not the case against the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, who, don't get me wrong, obviously have a, a decent Allen. defensive line. Yeah, Josh Allen is legit. Trevon they Walker. brought in uh, Arden Key, who had uh, over half a dozen or more sacks last year for the Niners Yep, uh, to kind of bookend. But, I mean, like they've got good pieces, and I understand Doug Peterson's reformatted that staff. Everybody's new. It's all new. That's normal for the Jaguars. But um, genuinely, I don't think anybody saw the Colts getting blanked no. happening no. on Sunday. I think I was, when we did our kind of look into the season, broke down the AFC, I was like kind of bullish on the Jags. Like they could win like nine games. They could sneak yeah. into a wild we had, we card. We had like the seven, eight, nine wins. But I did not. I mean, obviously, I didn't see the Colts being this bad. And I certainly, despite the history, didn't see the Jags winning this game, even though we know what happens when they go I mean, to Jacksonville. I mean, it's very now. clear that the the... The Colts are better, are better, have better players. They're they're better put together. Yeah, like on paper. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying on paper. Yeah. Yep. On paper, and I mean history has shown better coaching staff. But yeah, they should have won that game despite Michael Pittman not playing. Yes. I genuinely thought but. this was going to be the first win in Jacksonville for the Colts since 2014, mm-hmm. and it, it was probably going to be in the range of like 24, 20. 24-17. They were going to get it by a touchdown, get the monkey off the back, and move on. I think from uh, here on out, I'm just always taking the Jags at home. Against what is going the Colts. on? I mean, pencil yeah. in if you if you want to win some money betting. Seriously. I I still think the Jaguars are going to be legitimately solid. So I'm not. Yeah. I'm more shocked that the Colts got blanked than yes. I am that they lost. But yes, I would agree with that. We wow. we did not give them the win total that you did, but um, we stand by. Uh, we stand by what we said. I believe in I had them like seven wins. Uh, that if if somehow Doug Peterson can get them near or just over the five hundred marker, yeah, coach of the year. Yeah, after this the is like, this dumpster is my, fire, this team. My was. Lions of the AFC pick. Right oh, here. we're gonna get to them in a moment. And, we're excited about that and team. We clowned often this off season about uh, paying Christian Kirk that money. Okay, give but, it to me. I mean, through two games, he's got 12 receptions, 195 yards, and two touchdowns. Hey, if you can get that it, is, if you can get six, 100, that, and a touchdown hey, out of that guy I'm, every week. And you, honestly, at this rate, at 17 take, million, take a for look a, at Devontae's numbers and tell me which one you'd rather have on your team right now. <laughs> well, I on mean, your and, fantasy and, and team, honestly, sure. And also, because uh, the way that the wide receiver market is going, only paying him 17 million dollars compared to like 27, 28, 29 million, they're paying some well, of these top guys. And 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 I think if you look at that. Hey, I, I will say we we, we kind of discussed this about that contract a little, but um, that contract is seventeen million dollars. Uh, as a newspaper headline or as a clickbait headline, it is not technically seventeen million dollars annually. Right. Um, there's a lot of things that would have to be done for that to be seventeen million dollars a year. But still, uh, nobody was offering bad. him anywhere near that. Yeah. So his next, uh, what I understand is his market valuation was uh, or market valuation. Sorry. Was twelve million dollars a year? 
Um, and that is what was expected to be found on free agency. And the Jags just had to outbid everybody because they're the Jags. But I want to get into something we have not mentioned yet. The game of the week. Maybe the comeback of the year happened oh, uh, in the fourth goodness. quarter. The Miami Dolphins said, hey, you know what? We're going to play football right now and scored 28 points straight against the Baltimore Ravens, who had put this game away heading into the fourth that quarter. had put the game away. Huh? It was over. It was done. And Mike McDaniel flipped a few pages back in the offensive playbook, opened up the offense and said, Tua, we know you can't throw it far. We know you can't throw it hard, but just get the ball in their hands. He does. Tua goes for 469, six touchdowns. Two interceptions on the game. But, but that's not what people are talking about. Holy yeah. cow, lights it up. Two guys end up with 40-plus points over fantasy owners everywhere in Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. And the Miami Dolphins pull off a stunner to improve to 2-0 over the Ravens. I had them winning that game, but I did not have them winning a game think, like that. I think the funniest thing is, too, um, Lamar was cooking. Killing yes. it. Like the first three quarters, like I was texting you guys, I was like, Lamar is cooking these fools. It was over at 42 something points in, yep. in, he, uh, he in our for Yahoo like over PPR He had leagues. thrown for, yeah, I don't, I don't remember sure he, how much. He had rushed for 115 but, yep. yards. He broke off that like a 70, like 79 yards or something like that for a touchdown earlier. And crazy what he was and doing. And it was early. basically like the exact opposite. Like through three quarters, Lamar was cooking and Tua was like not really doing that well. Two picks, yeah. you know, all that stuff. Then we hit the fourth quarter, and it's like, what's going on with the Ravens? And wh- who has entered Tua's body? Is that Peyton Manning inside of Tua's body? I, I couldn't believe it. It was unreal. The, I, I, was, I was really surprised at um, Mike McDaniel is an incredible run scheme coach, and we knew that. We knew that he was a... I mean, he did a great job for the 49ers last year. Huge reason that the 49ers made it to the NFC Championship last year was that guy's scheme. Um, now, him and him and Shanahan are lock-and-step types. Um, they'd worked together on three different teams. They knew each other inside and out really well. But um, McDaniel, we, we didn't know what to expect uh, in terms of how he was going to utilize these incredible weapons in Waddle and Tyreek Hill. And um, you know, we, we suggested it a lot. Not just suggested, stated. There's no way in the world that two is going to be a top seven quarterback and that both of these guys are going to be top 15 wide receivers. That was a stroke of genius and proved us absolutely wrong in the moment. Yeah. In the moment. In the moment. I know you can't do it all the time. Two is not going to hit everybody like that. And for whatever reason though, I will say there was just something they found in the Ravens defense there. And I'm I'm not trying to say, oh, we're we're gonna be fine or oh, we're still right about this. We could very well be proven wrong here. But there was something he found, some sliver uh, in that defense that just wasn't connecting. Um, it seemed to me as I watched the game, watched it progress that uh, the Ravens, who had been playing uh, a really strong zone, all of a sudden got picked apart while in that zone, that Waddle's going up to spots and spaces that he had not been. The routes got shorter. The yak got more, um, and they were able to take off. You saw a lot of those throws. We know Tua's not going to throw a a ton of deep balls that are going to be accurate, uh, catchable, and not just a (laughs) straight-up 50-50 for a defender. But they were doing a great job in that 7-10 to yard stretch, getting the ball in Waddle's hands or Tyreek's hands 
or whoever's hands and letting them go. Well, they they definitely seem to pick on uh, the rookie Kyle Hamilton. He got yeah, <clears throat> he did not have a good game. He did he, not. I I know some Ravens fans and they were not very happy with. <laughs> Kyle Hamilton. Uh, a, a lot of blown coverage, some mistakes there. They're well, not transition players and, off. And that is one of the fears of defensive scheming. When you go into that zone and you lock guys into areas, you start to expose the weaknesses of certain players. And that was something that seemingly uh, McDaniel was able to do all throughout that fourth quarter. I mean, it was just one big His play, play after calling, the next. I mean, the the thing with this game, and there's like there's a couple ways you can look at it. It can be, is Tua really that good? Which... I think we all know that, like, okay, this is probably history an anomaly, has shown, but he's, he's we're no. we're we're willing to be proven wrong yeah. because we all really liked him in college. Yep. But does it say more about that, or does it say more about McDaniel's play calling, which I thought was superb in the yep. fourth quarter? And if that's the case, then who's to say that Tua won't be great because they don't have to be mutually exclusive? So right, right. And two quick things: um, in the fourth quarter, all of a sudden, the Dolphins went from giving the ball to Edmonds. To give the ball to Mostert. Mostert outtouched uh, Edmonds on the day pretty significantly. I think it was by six, um, six total touches. But it, as the game progressed, uh, you saw this stuff switch up, and uh, the the game just kind of took off. It, they used the speed to their advantage, got into space, did the thing. Um, one of the things that I want to touch on while we're here. Uh, because two or three for four sixty nine. This is the dichotomy of what happens. Okay, um, I asked Grant to pull up the stat on our NFL passing yards leaders. Uh, the uh, uh, right now we would be you'd be shocked. It's not the names that we would have picked out. No, okay? you're running a top three. You're like, man, who are the top three passers in the NFL after week two? Well, Tua because of one big game specifically finds himself in the number one spot, uh, which is incredible. What's his total? His total is 739 yards. 739. So quick math tells you that's about 370 or sorry. Yep. 370 per game uh, that he's averaging. Again, we got to throw one big game into it. But um, after that, a a game that I want to go to next uh, is Carson Wentz. Yeah. At number two. He's number two with 650 yards. S- averaging 325 a game. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, we're talk about the commanders a little bit later um, because we got some fantasy stuff on them that I want to bring up. But uh, I, a good game uh, overall I, it for the other team, but that offense was able to do some stuff in it. Um, I was I just want to say it seems like everybody that is an NFL fan right now is a massive fan of this one particular head coach. And we've talked whoa, about wait, him wait, a lot. Wait, 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 real quick. We, we yeah. can't disrespect who's number three in pass, the passing league. Oh, we need to do right that now. really quick? Joe Flacco. I was, I was going to talk about that when we get to that game, oh, but that's fine. Well, I'm, hey, we're putting some respect <laughs> yeah. on Joe Flacco's name. I love that you're always worried that I'm not going to talk about it. Joe Flacco, 616 <laughs> Yards. And but, we'll talk about... I mean, he's a young spray spring chicken. He's only, what, like thir- seven years younger than Tom Brady? <laughs> yeah, he's seven 37. years younger. Yeah. He's seven years younger than the oldest guy playing in the NFL. Um, no, <laughs> one a lot talk, of time left. I want to talk about the Lions really quick because they got a good win at home. Uh, came in as favorites, which we mentioned in our last... Uh, I have a stat of the week <laughs> that goes along with this, too. Yeah. The... Uh, I, or, sorry... I didn't. I'm. I mentioned that elsewhere. Did not mention on this because we have a show last week. 
Um, but they came in as favorites this week, got it done. Uh, they did take a nice lead and then start to kind of let them back in, if you will. Um, but uh, St. Brown finishes again with an incredible game. Jared Goff, all of a sudden, fantasy viable. Um, legitimately, after two weeks, he is. Um, That's my guy. Uh, don't talk to me about what Aaron Rodgers is doing right now. Uh, that was my streaming across all boards quarterback uh, that has been hosing me. Was doing a great job uh, through two quarters Sunday night, and then <laughs> they decided to run the ball. Um, have, well, any Aaron Jones. I was feeling pretty good about that. Yeah. Well, he I, he got a receiving and a rushing. I think. Yeah. Um, I was almost super ticked off. I thought that was a run. The first one, and I was like, "Are oh, you yeah. kidding me? <laughs> I need these touchdowns." But no, uh, Jared, Jared Goff had a great game, um, and uh, that offense for the Lions just seems to be clicking. I mean, they're putting up points that they have not been able to put up. They were also able to put up stuff on the Eagles. Thirty-five plus points in three straight regular season games for the first time since 1952. Let's go! I love what Dan Campbell is doing. In Detroit, everybody loves Dan Campbell. I, if you don't like Dan Campbell, I, I'm pretty watch, sure your you soul is lost for this season. If you don't, if you're not informed, seriously, because that guy is incredible, and you just you love the the person that he is leading that team. Um, if you are not a fan of uh, language and the things that you view, <laughs> um, I would recommend. Uh, I haven't seen it. Do they not bleep it? Uh, no, it's, it's, HBO. it's HBO. Oh, yeah, it's so, HBO. No, they no. do not believe anything. <laughs> no. Um, that is not a watch around the children uh, scenario, but if you're not a fan of language, might not be for you. Might be the only thing on HBO that doesn't show somebody getting disemboweled, though. So, That's true. That's you know, true. That's um, a step in the right direction. It is a show that does not include disembowelment or nudity of any <laughs> kind. <laughs> I will say that. Uh, Dan Campbell, however, uh, seems to speak to his players in the manner of which they talk, uh, if you will. <laughs> Uh, when he's around, so it's them. colorful. Is what you're saying? It's yeah. quite colorful. Yeah. But no, it was uh, it was incredible to see them get that win. Uh, they improved to one and one on the season after giving the Eagles a run. And the Eagles, we'll touch on in a moment, looked real good this week, um, which we are not surprised about at all. Nope. Um, no, I loved that game. I want to move down quickly though. Uh, if you could pull up our game sheet here, yes. uh, I want to talk through some stats because. As uh, as we just mentioned a little bit ago, there want? was another unbelievable game that happened. Uh, the last two minutes of this one were absolutely incredible. The Cleveland Browns find themselves up by 14 points because Nick Chubb, uh, with, is Nick Chubb, with just a few minutes left in the game, decided to run one in um, and on a, and gave a tremendous effort on it. Now. It wasn't a bad idea or anything, but when he did it, there was something very specific that it it allowed for. Now, understand they had a lead by seven um, at this point in the game, and then uh, the the run in at one fifty. I want to say it was at one fifty one, one fifty three. Yeah, it was just under like two minutes. Um, the run in, uh, yes, puts them up by fourteen. But it also puts the hands or the ball back into the hands of the Jets, who then have control over what happens. Um, Joe Flacco apparently turned uh, turned over and and uh, looked at his offensive coordinator and said, "Hey, we we got a chance now," because he they knew it was over. Uh, essentially, a couple of knees could have been taken, uh, you know, post this play, or if he just goes down, 
um, you know, and gets that first down uh, inside. I believe it would have needed to be the three or the it was, two. It was like the two yard line, which yeah. is why I don't blame him because it's yeah, such a small a window and you shouldn't you be stop? blowing a 14 point lead. Yeah. Anyways. You know, unless your name's Brian Westbrook and you're really smart, yeah. um, you know, or whomever. Uh, there's been a few players that have known to take the knee at the end. Really, it, it, it's, it's honestly also it's just it's so hard to to like not Turn think. Yeah, it's not yeah. like oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna if I can get in the end zone, I'm gonna go to the end zone. Well, that and we're it's also like an incentive driven league. Yeah. So if you're, if you're gonna it's fair, if you're gonna give the guy the ball, and there's he's an one opening. of the best guys in the league of running people over and finishing you, runs. You That's have what to all you have doing. to know that there's probably a good chance that Chubb's gonna score whenever you give him the ball in that spot. So. You could have even taken knees earlier, kicked a field goal, mm-hmm. and given them the ball up 10 with like a minute and change. Yeah, it would have been, I, th- I believe it would have been around a minute 10 uh, is what they would have had uh, with it. But so what ends up happening, Chubb goes in, uh, there's an extra point that gets missed. I forgot. Yep. Uh, they, they actually go up by 13. So it's 30 to 17. And uh, all of a sudden, Joe Flacco turns into the days of old, if you will. The 2012. Uh, let Joe cook. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Joe fired up that grill and went to work. Um, he uh, starts connecting incredibly uh, with Garrett Wilson, their their uh, first round draft pick, uh, and uh, who who did okay in his first game, um, but just started to uh, to move the ball there in the second. I'm the why is that stat not up there? I'm not sure. I don't understand because he definitely led them. <laughs> He's not on here at all. I, I've noticed that the NFL stats page has been kind of trashed. Okay. So well, that's fun. That's it, but. We're, we're, we're looking for his specific stats there, but that's okay. Um, he, uh, they, they start connecting. Joe finishes uh, the game or finishes the first drive with a touchdown. Uh, all of Wilson. And um, then the next, uh, next thing that happens is this incredible uh, onside kick. Uh, their kicker, who I'm going to forget the name of because it's not super important. It's actually their is it, punter. Is it, oh, their punter did it? Because Greg, the leg, oh, is their kicker. Oh, you would know. That makes sense. Um, but uh, uh, their punter <laughs> fakes this kick off to the right, boots it low to the left, nice line drive, get a bounce right through the the initial, uh, what is that, four-man uh, four front they had on that side, and uh, they're able to recover and then take the ball down the field, score a second time, hit the extra point, and in a minute and 53 seconds of game clock, the Jets come back and beat the Browns That's to improve to 1-1, 31-30. One one, That's what you get, Browns. I, I mean, Go it, back to the logo of the helmet. I mean, obviously the, games obviously the little, little Keebler elf on the, on the, on the, on the field I, didn't I work didn't, out for you. I didn't mind it. But Keebler, no, I was no, it's fine. I was just saying, like, yeah. he's like, oh, we're made a whole big deal. Like, Ooh, we're changing it. Ooh, yeah. and I'm just like, okay. I mean, it, it, and honestly, though, I, I think we expected, we probably expected the Browns to win this game mm-hmm. on paper, um, not because of Jacoby Brissett, uh, but because of the backfield that he does have. And this offense went in and put up 30 points. They should have won this game. Uh, no. In the end, this is on the Browns' inability to finish the game because Joe Flacco can't well, move. Well, it's it's so yes. I don't know that, why in the world was, they couldn't get back. Everybody's complaining about you know Nick Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb. It's all his fault. And I mean, it's one of those things. It's like if it works out, then no one's no one hates Nick Chubb. But yeah. if it doesn't work out, if it ends up like this, then you hate him. Also, it's the special teams. You can't make the extra point or recover the onside kick. 
That's who lost I, the game. Yeah. Special that, teams. And, and, and you, completely fair. This is not yeah. on their offense Or at you all. can't just stop Joe Flacco <laughs> at, in 2022 <laughs> fair. for He's not a on minute the, and a half. This I, isn't 10 years ago on the Ravens in that legendary playoff run. Yeah, like, give me a break. But I will this say, is, they so gave up 120 yards. That defense did 120 yards in a minute and 53 seconds span. Well, and so Garrett Wilson for the game had eight catches for 102 yards Thank and two you. touchdowns. Yeah, it yeah. was his coming out party. And for sure. He he was a, a man amongst boys, I must say. He, he definitely, they did a great job of getting him in open space. He also had a couple of contested catches that were really nice. Yeah. Um, you know, all in all, I would say that this game... And as well, obviously, that Dolphins-Ravens game. Uh, two games of the week. They were incredible, both of them. Um, and fourth quarter fun is fourth quarter fun at the end of the day. And this was, this was awesome. We're, we saw these games back-to-back. Um, and they're literally finishing within minutes of each other. Uh, and super fun, like 20, 25-minute stretch for us as we're watching the end of these two. Um, and, you know... The afternoon games on Sunday weren't as good, but still had one fourth quarter comeback that we'll touch on real quick. And the Cowboys and the Bengals. Um, what is going on the, the, in Cincy? Seriously, the, the Cowboys. Oh, and the, 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 there was another overtime game. Yeah, there is. And we'll, and we'll, we'll get to that one, too. Uh, the, the Cowboys uh, win by three at the end. Cooper Rush comes in, fills in for Dak Prescott. Dak. Wait, um, who's that? Who's going to be Dak out who? for a while? Dak Prescott. Did you did say? say did you say Kirk Cousins? What do you? Oh, what sorry, is wrong I, with both sorry, of you? They, they're the same people. Your brain's broken. No, I was being like, we can forget about Dak. It's all about. Oh, Cooper. you. I'm sorry. Um, okay. you, you know, you. Whatever. That wasn't really obvious. Ewing theory here with Dak. He's gone, but you never really won anything with him. <laughs> now all of a sudden, you put in Cooper Rush. Rising star. Rising star Cooper Rush. And then they go in and they uh, take care of Who business. put up a whopping 20 points. <laughs> uh, That's as, 20 more points than I thought he would have had. So put some respect <laughs> on his name. I will, I will say I got to watch a little bit of this game uh, post. I, I went and watched a, a recap version of it that was about 15 minutes long. And uh, that Cowboys secondary did a really good job on the Bengals. I did not expect that. You know who scares me is Micah Parsons because he he is terrifying. He is right now. He's my front runner for defensive player of the year. And it's not Mm -hmm. even particularly close. Mm -hmm. Like he's right now. It's like Aaron Donald, TJ Watt levels of like, he will just win you a football game on his own. Like, um, and that's what they're going to need him to do. Unfortunately now, but he's doing it. He just needs to be a full on rusher, like pass rusher. Dude, just that, I, that's what he seems to be best at. Like, at least let him line up at outside linebacker to scare people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like that. That's coming. His for versatility, you though, is what makes him so special. And he was yeah. just yeah. feasting on that Cincinnati Bengals O line. It was unreal. Which did we? I did not think that was going to ha- be a thing. I thought the, you know, we talked about in this uh, the preview of the offseason. We were like, do the Bengals? Do the Bengals stat. went on and they and and they fixed they fixed their problem. Yep. They're going to be back in the Super Bowl. I mean, we didn't have them like that hype, but we were like, I mean, where's no. their weakness? I mean, they fixed their weakness. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yep. and it looks worse. So Jameson, drop it. Last season, and we all remember like the rate he was getting sacked. I were like, this is ridiculous. How are they even here? Was it eight or nine in the one playoff game and, yeah. against the Titans? He and got he, sacked and nine he was times. sacked fifty-one times last season. That's a lot. That's a ton. Um, 
we all talked about like, oh, the Bengals, they did what they need to do this offseason. Yeah. Overhaul their offensive line, blah, blah, blah. They have the weapons. They have They got Joe Collins Burrow. from the Cowboys. They've got all these rookie yep. contracts. We're, we got to win now. Well, now that they've retooled, quote unquote, their offensive line, um, he's on pace to be sacked 111 times this season. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> uh, which is obviously more than double. And uh, that number won't, you know, maintain. Obviously, this is a no, because Joe Burrow will be dead before but, he gets to 50. But I think he's been sacked, what, like 13 times already? Jeez. Oh, another funny stat, as I think that, and I might, I might mess this up, but I think he has been sacked for more yards than Najee Harris has ran for. <laughs> well, I think Najee Harris is a little bit sad right now. <laughs> so, um, that's not great for both of those teams, which we no. won't even probably touch that New England Pittsburgh game because that was the only game televised early for me in that morning, mm. and it was one of the most unwatchable pieces of it, trash I've ever so laid boring. eyes on. Mitch the, Trubisky, not good, folks. I've been ringing that bell for quite some time. You could keep ringing that bell. <laughs> uh, it's Ugh. it's fine. We we won't blame you at all. The this game though, I it it was honestly. Kind of boring at times. It was kind of like the Super Bowl this last year for if it wasn't your team playing in the Super Bowl. It's a little bit boring, and then it got fun towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, uh, Cooper Rush put a really nice drive. Uh, you know, together moves the ball down the field, and uh, as time expires, they hit it. Uh, get the get the game winner. Move on. Cowboys needed that win. Uh, you didn't want to start the season zero and two. Uh, they moved to one and one after you're getting rocked in the first week by Tom Brady and the Bucks. Um, and uh, but good to see. I uh, I guess good to see that they were able to overcome stuff. It's hard for me to say that as a 49er fan out loud. Uh, I like them losing all the time, but uh, I think we the all Bengals are left with a ton of question marks, and we did not see this coming. We really thought they were going to win that game in Week One. Probably should have if you watch from. The mid third quarter on, um, but uh, this is you. If you're a Bengals fan, if you are one of the Bengals or a member of that team in one way or another, yeah, you and you're listening right to this, now. and you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, you you yeah. hate your life. Um, like, yeah, come on, Jamar what are Chase. you doing? I know you're number one fan, Jamar and Joe Mixon. It's also worth noting the, and again, it's it's still early, but it, it is worth noting the track record of teams that start 0 and 2 and then end up still making the playoffs. It would, it's it would, not great. Isn't it only like 14%? It's it's in the the team. I can't remember it's the exact It's a little higher percentage. than that because the Seahawks did that a lot when I, they were going to the playoffs. I don't it it's in that like 12 to 15% range. I it's, I was listening I to right in there, yeah. uh, I was listening to uh shout out to the Ringer NFL show, but they have uh, ben Solak on there is a really great uh, NFL guy. He has what he calls the Owen Tombstone, <laughs> and that's teams that start Owen two, and their percentage chance of actually making it there. So it's kind of like a death mark. You're Owen two, and you're like already kind of kissing it goodbye. It's a little different now because we have the extra game, and there's not as much data for that extra week to like really kind of give you the analytics on that. But that's definitely not the expectation that the Bengals had coming into the season especially not only from us, but knowing that those first two weeks, like they should have beaten the Steelers. They should have beaten this Cowboys team yeah. and they're just getting absolutely manhandled, especially a Cowboys team without their quarterback. Yeah. So of, of the 400 teams that have started Owen two, 
Uh, I think this dates back to 1970. Only 38 have reached the playoffs. That's a 9.5 percent. Oh, yeah. So, so it's it's it is very difficult to do. We're by no means putting the tombstone up on the Bengals because they clearly have all the weapons to get it done. But we're looking at a uh, Super Bowl hangover. I think they issue did here. get a little lucky because of the Ravens this week. If the Ravens have that two and zero lead, sure, with the AFC being how it is. If they don't win that division, the Bengals might have a really hard time sneaking into the playoffs. Yep. But well, they and, did get a little lucky. And the Browns losing at the end. Yeah. So you've got you everybody else is one and one. Um they are they're 0 and two. So they find themselves only a game out. That's that's realistic right now, though that game out's probably gonna stay for three or four weeks until mm-hmm. something happens to their benefit. Um, but they're gonna have to do. They're gonna have to dig themselves out of this hole. This is you had to get one of these two games. I, I think when you look at their schedule, uh, so it's gonna be interesting to see what happens uh, moving on. But uh, you already mentioned it, Grant. the The Cardinals Raiders game showed us something that I don't think I've ever seen as an NFL uh, fan in my life. I've seen it in a cartoon. Yeah, sure. Tom and Jerry, Kyler Murray had to convert a two-point uh, play at the end of uh, at the end of this game uh, to keep it going here and he goes back I watched this live it was incredible dude gets hit three times in the backfield total spins around runs around grant you said it 85 yards he ran 85 yards to get a two-point conversion and murder shots one to the back finds AJ Green, who is still alive and breathing and catching footballs what? in the NFL, and no, just died different. in the back. You, no, oh, the was two, that the touchdown? No, yeah, that's that a was, touchdown. My bad. That was a touchdown the, to get it there. The two point conversion is where he ran eighty five yards to get the walked two, it in at the end. My yeah. bad. My bad. Uh, yeah, th- he did that twice. To be fair, he ran around in circles. One time he hits AJ. Yeah, yeah, the other time, the time. Uh, he ran it in. But no, it was absolutely incredible uh, what he did at the end of this game. The dude's a magician. I mean, just gets away from people uh, and makes plays happen. It was absolutely awesome to watch. Uh, this game ends up in the Cardinals' favor, 29-23. The Raiders... Off of, off of a fumble behind a Renfro in overtime. Yes. If we want to talk about a team that's disappointing, talk about the Bengals, honestly, this Raiders team is looking, in my opinion... I like their their odds even less. I mean, the anti-stat of the week, we were kind of poking fun at it earlier, was Devontae Adams had two catches for 12 yards. But he had a touchdown. And he was only targeted seven times. Yeah. Like, that's the other, like it's one yeah. thing, like, sometimes there's really bad games where you just can't get on the same page. But, this, but to only be targeted seven times. And also for, against this defense that we have not been high on. That like, no one is really scared of. Like we had, we had a game just now sure. where Mac Collins and Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller were all targeted more than Devontae Adams individually. Yeah, yeah. This is, I mean, it, it's inexcusable in my opinion. Um, you got a scheme, you got a plan, a little bit better than this. I, you know, the the thing I would say about the Bengals is that their losses are clearly on that offensive line, just straight up. Uh, they lost twice by three points. If you keep Joe Burrow upright, that dude does do work. Yeah. Period. Um, and and you can tell that's what teams are scheming for against them. Um, but yeah, with the Raiders, it just kind of seems like a whole lot of little things. 
And well, but I mean, again, we talked about their defense as well. Their defense fair. is not good. I do think that. I mean, I do like. We're, they were playing well most I mean, of this game. I think, but, I mean, but again, until late again, in the fourth quarter, again, they pretty much get whatever he wanted. And uh, Chandler Jones also pretty, pretty solid there. Or whoever Chris Jones. Chandler but Jones, but again, if you that, if but. you're, I mean, if you're get, I mean, what, what was it, twenty to seven, and mm-hmm. th- going into fourth, the fourth. Yep. I mean, that's the. I mean, obviously, you know, it's a team sport. Everybody takes takes part of the blame, but. A lot of that to me, if you're just looking at the at what the score what what the score was then and what it is now, yeah, that's that's the defense allowing the 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 offense uh, the opposing offense to get back in this game and make and, it a game, and that's getting gas. That's a lack. I mean, it it, it speaks towards almost a lack of conditioning or uh, just a lack of discipline to play mm-hmm. all four quarters the way that you need to. Uh, the, they Which were is- getting beat a lot uh, because honestly, <laughs> and. Kyler Murray's X factor in those legs, that dude extended plays like crazy. A the, twenty second two point conversion. The lack of is if nuts. you watch if you watch that clip, the lack of effort from that D line, they literally are just sure. standing there and letting Kyler they're, just have all this time in the world. Yeah, like, they're I mean, completely gassed. At some point, I don't blame them that much because like an NFL play is supposed to last like five seconds. <laughs> well, it, for but, them at least. Sure, and and you, these dudes are built to go for about ten seconds at you know a hundred percent, and yeah, that's it. Endurance is not there. But at the end of the day, too, you you've got to stop the over pursuit. That's that it's bad tackling, uh, and I and I think their their front seven got exposed in that regard. We said that about them in week one as well. It was bad tackling. Uh, that hose them out of a lot of plays, mm-hmm. and, and they're and we talked about this too. I was big on this. Their secondary is awful. It it's not we, good. If you again, we went through and named the players on their secondary. We didn't know like we knew one of like, them, and it's just because we humans? just because we knew they got traded from the Colts because it was during a boring part of the off season. Yeah, yeah. and then that's why it was headlines. Uh, but their their secondary is awful. Yeah, and, zero and two. It it's just it's and then in that division it's going to be super hard. Um. Yeah, we saw, uh, you know, we saw a really uh, gritty game. We'll move to it on Thursday night. Speaking of that division uh, between the Chiefs and the Chargers, you know, and uh, and we say gritty game, um, you know, because it wasn't what we expected. No, I we, we expected a game in the 30s. I, I, I did ish. I actually uh, I called this one. Uh, twenty seven, twenty four to to uh, our friend of the show, Mike. Is that what it ended up being? Yeah. So, uh, but I picked the Chargers. <laughs> so I I missed it missed it by a winner. I only say that though because I it's so difficult uh, to go into a Thursday night game and put up thirty plus. You're you're not whole from the previous week, and genuinely, it's a little tougher to scheme as well, especially I, for the away team. Yeah, I mean, it, you get like three days, then you got to get on the well. plane. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, sure. it is kind of ironic in this case too because the Chargers have had success in Arrowhead uh, the last couple of years right. with Herbert being there. So he was two and zero. He was, he was. I, I was very. I mean, we'll get into our pickings and stuff later. I was very close to picking the Chargers. Uh, I'm ultimately a little bit higher on the Chargers than I am the Chiefs, but I still like the Chiefs a lot. So. Um, it was it was still a good game. It wasn't quite the game I was expecting, but again, and, that's what you Chief, often get with Thursday. The Chiefs, this Chiefs defense, the Chiefs look like the class of this division still. It, it, it's, yeah, it's looking like it we for sure. We it, still think that the Chargers can challenge. Like we're, I'm not, oh, yeah. I'm not at all convinced 
that the Chargers can't be the better team in the course of the season. But right now, the Chiefs are definitely firing on all cylinders. I mean, let, let's Absolutely. be real, too. I do believe that maybe if Keenan Allen was in that game, might have made it, made a catch or two. That was a difference. Sure. For that sure, game, with sure how, how close it was. Right now. And it was you know, back and forth. I think, again, it's going to come down to, and this is the cliche that we say, but who's going to be healthier? Yeah. That's really good. And I think in this division, that are just going to beat each other up. And Herbert and, did bruise some cartilage or whatever in his ribs yep. in this that, game as well. That ends up being the storyline of this game. Herbert takes a shot in the fourth quarter. And Staley's playing a little coy about what, what that's going to look like. Yeah, right. I think they're hoping. I mean, it's cartilage as opposed to a, a straight up rib fracture. That's yeah. different. Torn, torn cartilage. Usually that's an injection and weight. It couldn't yeah. have happened at a better point in their season other than the off week heading into the off Fortunately week. Fortunately for him, up. Tyrod Taylor is suing their team doctor before he <laughs> okay, gets so they're going to handle this right. So, you, so, you so, so here, <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we talked about, you know, the Tyrod Taylor thing that's been well documented. Um, I was just shocked that he's still on that team. That, <laughs> was, even, the, that was the bigger hell to me. Not that Tyrod Taylor is suing him, yeah. suing this guy, but that that guy s- still has a job. Yeah, I was like, okay, team. he's suing him all this time later. Like, that makes sense. I thought I he got assumed dismissed. he was gone. Yeah. 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 I just I assumed he, he was gone. Fired. It was the fact that you he was still there. You stabbed a guy in the lung. There's like <laughs> literally only a couple rules of being a doctor. One, save people. Two, don't stab them in places you're not supposed don't to. Don't injure them more than they <laughs> yeah. already were. So, you don't want them to leave your office worse in worse shape. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. I, that's, that's pretty stinking funny that the guy's still I there. didn't. I didn't text that part uh, because I want to actually save it. But like that to me, that was the crazier part of the story. So, so does Justin Herbert like see this guy working this week? And he's like, no, he's cool. He's, cool. So anybody but him. Yeah. He's, um, he's, he's, he's going to call up Patrick Holmes. Like, can your guy just see me? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But before I get on this Whoever plane, you got, bro. before I get on the plane, to go back home. over to Germany and like do some weird, like, you know, blood work stuff. And before he talks to that guy. He uh, uh but he does have 10 days to heal, which is it which is good. He's in the middle of that right now. Uh he's expected to show up at practice I heard by Thursday. Uh at least going to do the walkthroughs and whatnot. He did finish out the game I uh, you know right right after yeah, oh man. I mean, drove down the field like a warrior. L- legit goes and hits he an open receiver one, inside the 5 on just a dime ball. Yeah, he had, down they the had that one funky play where he like looked like an excruciating pain and just was like trying to run to the, get the first down then ch- then chucked it to the side. Yeah, but that then, was on but like then, third and one or something like that and he could have ran for it but half runs and then half throws it out of bounds. That was weird and Next I thought play throws a laser. Yeah, yeah, to <laughs> yeah. the 7 yard line <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Right, right inside the goal. I was like, like oh my goodness. You couldn't have run yeah. you couldn't have run the 4 yards yeah, but that, you can throw a 35 that, that plus. That was kind of strange but Yes, it was a weird little sequence there. Just needed to take a couple breaths, get through it, you know, and he did he powered he powered through it uh you know they, at that point they were down 27 17 didn't they convert like the touchdown there 27 24 yeah but, uh, what, but 20 seconds get the ball left. back yeah. yeah and ultimately that 99 yard pick six was kind of the yeah the did have maker. one bad play as you watch the highlights of that game uh we were we were kind of diagnosing it ourselves earlier uh you kind of see gerald everett um had uh was patting himself on the helmet, said, I want to get out of the game, want to get out of the game. Two, he had two catches yep, they, right before that. And they still called a play right over to him. He had a defender in position where he could have bodied him up, instead chose to move to the outside. Uh, Herbert throws the ball where he thinks Everett's going to be, and all of a sudden, you're in trouble. Yep. Uh, pick six, bye-bye. Uh, and 
that's the story of that game overall. Did look like the Chiefs made some great uh, defensive uh, adjustments heading into the third quarter. Shut down the momentum completely. We're able to crawl back yeah. into that game because we all know that Patrick Mahomes can just light you up at any point in time. Doesn't no, matter what the no score is. No lead is safe. Mm-hmm. No lead is safe. No. Uh, the, the Texans more aware of that than any team no. uh, I mean, in, a, in the a, NFL. Any team that they played in that playoff run, they were down by 21 or more in, I think, two of those Yep, three playoff it was games. Incredible. Yeah, but so. uh, yeah, they Chiefs are the Chiefs, and and again, they're looking like the class of that division. That division not looking as scary as we thought it would look uh, out of the gate. You know, um, and we're gonna touch right now on the the Broncos. Yes, they might be. Uh, they might not be the zero and two team in this division, but to me, they might be the most underwhelming team because it feels like they can't do anything right. Well, they can't put points on the board. Nathan Hackett cannot coach himself out of a paper bag, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say, yeah, that's that's part of the, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that was the talk of, I mean, that would have been, the, I think, the main talking point last week if we had a show, because that was everybody's talking point about the if, them if, going for a 64-yard <laughs> field goal when you're two feet above sea level. Oh, my gosh. And going for that. And this whole bogus of them saying that the 46-yard line was their mark, That that's never that's never the mark you go for. That's never when you. I mean, the kicker's gonna say that because he's the kicker. Yeah, and he's like, and your team is gonna say that. And I, can, and I can do that, you know. But it's not what you want to do. And I think the most ironic part of that whole thing is that they settled for that in Seattle. Meanwhile, they had like a fifty-four yarder that what had a delay a game in Denver. Yeah, goes yep. back to a fifty-nine yarder, and then they choose to punt instead. Yeah, and it's like, so you trust your kicker at sea level? To make a 64-yarder, but not a 59-yarder at mile high, the high, the most kicking advantage. Well, I think the and there was time. no, well, and the there was no punt returner. Is, they had no, they had no return man on, yeah, on another play. But stay, staying on that though, the only difference there is that uh, you have a lead that is established rather than you're trying to get it, and and so they were ahead. I don't disagree with he your had two logic. timeouts though, and they still didn't even call a timeout to like get the unit right. Yeah, no, it's fair. In his timeout management is atrocious. And, and He's then given Mike of, McCarthy a run for his and money. then all of the fans <laughs> counting down the play clock. That was so funny. Yeah, you I mean, want to talk about a fan base? I, mean, I gotta say that's a hey, that's that's smart fan base right yeah, there. And it, that's the, pretty awesome. The, it's also a little sad though that your fans yeah, are having to the do best that. and the worst part of it is that it's like they're genuinely trying to help and not just like memeing. Yeah, it's like no, we're actually helping no, no, no. you. No, bro, we're, 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 we're doing your job, dude. Yeah. Yes, we want to win this game you so badly. Not. You may not. We're gonna make sure you don't screw this up. But for yeah, us. I mean, Russ has been booed in both of his games as a Bronco now. Yep. So he got booed by the team that he used to play for. Greener, folks. What's that? Uh, Grass isn't always greener. And then no. this week got booed by the team he does play for because Russ looked like garbage. <laughs> yes, he uh, did for the majority of this game. Uh, that was absolutely terrible. This he, team—he was four for fourteen at the half, I believe. Yeah, he was nine for twenty at one point. Yeah. yeah, I mean it. It was ugly all the way through. Uh, he he should be pretty thankful that his defense is not bad. Uh, but they they did not put up a touchdown on the board until the fourth quarter. Didn't help that Jerry Judy went out. Sure, um, also hurt my fantasy team. But yeah. he had like one catch for like eleven yards or something. And and it but literally could not move the ball. Um, I will say the uh, bright spot for this team though is the the running game does not suck. Fonte Williams uh, is pretty decent. Uh, 
pretty decent. Not running sure game. why they don't give Javante, him the ball. Yeah, more. they're not they're not giving him the ball as much as he they does, should. Well, he makes five people miss every time he touches it. There yeah. between him, uh, him and uh, oh my goodness, come on, scroll down a little farther. Melvin Gordon. Thank you. Between him and Melvin Gordon, uh, he in this game, uh, Williams is averaging five a carry. Melvin Gordon was at four point seven. Um, you know, like both these guys were getting chunks. Uh, they just need to feed them. I honestly, it was an it was a lack of opportunity. Um, that uh, that really kind of inhibited that run game a little bit. There, they should just be feeding the ball consistently and uh, and making Russ throw it when Russ has to throw it. I don't understand. Well, I didn't understand the play calling was, early on. That was part of the whole complaint. Um, with Ru- that Russ had was that he wasn't throwing the ball a lot, and so I'm wondering if they're they're trying to please their 26. Uh, $265 million quarterback. I think Russell Wilson could care less how he wins they're trying games. To please, um, they're trying to please him by I think not he letting wants him to go for win a, games. Yes, he does want to win games, but every other, all of his ex-teammates would also disagree with that. He just wants to win games. Well, he wants to be a top three quarterback. As a as an unbiased hater of Russell Wilson's football team. I'm not even a hater of Russ. Uh, I'm going to say that the dude would love to just win. And I... And and I think at the end of the day, they need to run the ball more. That's pretty clear. They also need to execute in the red zone. This is the only yeah. team in the NFL that is 0 for 4 with a first and goal. 0 for 4 in two weeks. Uh, they have That's play calling. And in, in the red zone, <laughs> in the red zone, they... Uh, they have two turnovers out of those four. Out of those four, four trips, two turnovers. Yeah. Yep. It, I mean, it's so bad. Uh, the completion percentage is pretty horrific for Wilson. Uh, he this this week was forty five point two on his completions percentage. Had a sixty six point five passer rating. Um, this is it's just not the way we've ever seen him play football. Um, honestly, I don't know if he's just been hanging out in his mansion too much. But the dude looks distracted. He looks bad, and yeah. you cannot tell me that that booing is not getting to him. It was it was not good football by him. Again, thank God his defense is as good as it is, and they were playing the Texans, who legitimately don't have any firepower. They're not trying to win either, so it doesn't look like it. I mean, that's yeah. probably why you have hire Lovey Smith. But um, <laughs> yeah, I I don't think if if they were playing a decent team, they win this game. They've got a lot to figure out really fast, or yeah. this is going to get away. How from much them. did they score in Seattle? Sixteen. Was it also sixteen? Also I was going to say they 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 have not scored more than 20 points and we talked about this last time we did the show but um i was like you know we had talked about last year oh denver's just a quarterback away that's really all they need whether it's aaron Rodgers, whether it's russ whatever and then i was like i i don't know now that i'm kind of seeing it and obviously you know I don't want to overreact to Tua stuff. I don't want to overreact to this, blah, blah, blah. So it's a little contradictory. Rush has shown that he's an extremely but, talented quarterback. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, I, from what I'm seeing now, I don't see a Super Bowl with this no. by just adding Russ in there. Well, and again... Um, and you're only scoring 16 points. You can do that with anybody, whoever. Anybody. You can... <laughs> Geno Smith outscored yeah. a 16-point Denver Bronco team. Yep. Yeah. And they have maybe the worst roster in football besides the Houston Texans. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Bears. Accurate. Yeah, oh, that's fair too. I yeah. mean, we have we have two we have some um, solid pieces. Yeah, I'm doing some math there. Yeah, Bears are worse. 
Bears are worse. I, Giants, bottom three. Giants might be worse. <laughs> we, don't know. we don't know. The, the weapons. I'm not talking about like maybe their production, but like they've got Saquon Barkley and that's it. Well, I, I wanted to move to this game at some point. That's a great segue. Yeah, let's uh, do it. Because the, the management. Brian Dable. Of, <laughs> apparently a genius. Uh, no, just no he's lucky. I, that I, first I game, he was kidding. lucky. He, he got lucky in first game. Uh, second game, he gets the turnover-prone Panthers, uh, who did not disappoint in that regard. <laughs> um, our, good, our good friend and friend of the show, Levi, uh, was left with some tears as, uh, as his favorite quarterback, uh, Baker Mayfield, was I don't not able to pull it, off but a the, W. The, the, I, he's the only man, I think, on planet Earth who has two Baker Mayfield jerseys <laughs> with him with two different teams. Right. I don't think anybody else... How's that? So props to him. It is happy for him. One of the stranger sports hills to die on. And for that reason, I respect it. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of respect that goes towards him for that. I, I, this game was really interesting. This ends up being a uh, defensive stop after defensive stop for the giants, which what interests me about this game specifically though, um, is <laughs> the use or lack thereof. I should say, of the star receivers that the Giants possess. Uh, uh, if you go down to the huh. stats on this on this game, you look at the look at the targets. Kenny Galladay Who they played paid. two snaps. He's a $17 million receiver. Paid a lot of money last year. Two snaps in this game. That is I mean, I'm not saying targets, snaps. Like he barely saw the field. Richie James led all receivers for the Giants with 51 yards on five catches. Former 49er Richie James, who's all about 5'9", 175 pounds. Uh, Sterling Shepard, uh, who we had expected prior to this year to do better, uh, better uh, got 10 targets, six catches for 34 yards. Um, they get it done with Saquon Bar. Uh, Barkley? I almost called him Barley. I don't know why I did that. Uh, Barkley... Uh, rushing uh, well in this game. I genuinely like took it into his own hands at times. 21 carries, 72 yards. It's a lot of carries. Um, you know, they, and realistically, at the end of the day here, this team is not supposed to do what they're doing. Uh, Daniel Jones, mediocre, 22 for 34. No turnovers. 76 that's, touchdown. That's, and that that's is the, the most key. important thing. I mean, he's the most turnover prone quarterback I mean the fumbles that this man has. That's the only reason yeah. that they're two and zero, in my opinion, is they. He, he did have a couple turnovers the last game, but they were yeah, lucky. They were able to. Yeah, that was, yeah ball bounced the right yeah, way. They, they were yes. very fortunate in week one, and then in week two they play a team who's just as uh, turnover prone, mm -hmm. um, and he doesn't turn the ball over. That and that's really all you need him to do. And even though uh, Saquon didn't have a monster week like he did in week one. Um, when you can give the ball to somebody 21 times, yeah. um, well, and, that's and a lot of clock. Well, also, that with Daniel Jones had 10 carries himself. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Not and, very productive, but I mean. Well, his yards is brought back by sacks. Yeah. Yes. So um, I, I know he did run the ball. I think it was for over 40 yards on those positive plays where he was actually trying to Box score only has him at 21. But yeah. yeah. But it makes sense when you look at this and say, oh, they only scored 19 points. They do have a way to kind of bleed the clock, and if they're not going to turn the ball over, the Panthers, unfortunately, aren't going to be as good as 
I mean, we didn't think they were going to be stellar, but they're not probably going to even end up being as good as we thought they maybe could have been um, with some of the promise that they have over there. Um, so 2-0, it's probably the most fraudulent 2-0. Uh, I mean, just looking the NFL, at the other teams, but you know, the other teams, if you look at them, it makes sense. It makes yeah. sense that, that they're two and oh, yeah. But this um, one is all, it's just kind of gives you a chuckle. Yeah. And they could be the beneficiaries of in their division now with Dak gone. Like there's yeah. not really a second team well, in there to worry about other than the Eagles. Obviously, I, I do but, have a big, uh, I do have a big point that I want to make on them. I don't want to skip over here because we definitely did not think that they were going to win either of these games when we looked at their schedule originally. So they do have an easy schedule upcoming. They do. And that's the point I want to make here. They are currently two and oh, they play the Cowboys this next week who they will play without their star quarterback. Um, And they play them hard. We, the Cowboys, by the way, may be getting Michael Gallup back. Finally, uh, going into this game, he, he is expect he is practicing right now. Um, and could get elevated and made active. Um, he's on the 53 at the moment. Uh, it could be one of the. It could be on the 51 that suits on Sunday. Be interesting to see how they use him. The week after, they're playing at home against the Bears. They do then have to travel and do. Uh, I believe this is the Europe game against the Packers uh, on October 9th. They have to do that one. This is saying 6:30 a.m. our local time here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then they be. do have the Ravens. Okay, I get that. But hear me out after that. The Jaguars, the Seahawks, the Texans, the Lions. Now, we obviously like the Lions in that game. I like the Jags. Historically, they could lose that one. I like where the Jags are at right now. um, But I would say that these are gettable games. At some point, it's a math equation. Yes. (laughs) And if you keep beating bad teams... Oh, you keep winning games. If they beat the (laughs) mediocre and the bad here and they surprise either the Giants, the Ravens, or the Packers, unlikely as it may be, especially with the the latter two, uh, this team could genuinely, and I I mean, I'm being real here, go into uh, their November 24th game against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. And let's count it up here. Eight and two? Let's go. Eight and two? I mean, those are winnable games. Yeah. They're winnable games. Those, those opponents are probably as good as the teams Danny they've Dimes beat so for far. days. So if you can coach your way through this, they could go in eight and two. At worst, I see them honestly right now. Like six and six three? And, uh, six and four. Six and, they, and four. And yes. they might not score over 20 points. <laughs> and they yeah. still might win those they've games. Proven, they've proven, I mean, again, we were making that kind of joke, but winning the close games. I mean, Brian, Brian Dable, he seems to like be gutsy, like the, the going for two against the Titans, like taking the yeah. risks. Obviously, he'd look like a clown if it didn't work out, but that's just unfortunately, and, fortunately how NFL media goes. And and, and here's the and here's the end of the schedule, the Commanders at home, at home against the I mean, Eagles. Don't I like, like the that one. More than the, away the at the Commanders, uh, at away at the Vikings, at home against the Colts, uh, away at the Eagles. I I understand that they're going to be lucky to make it through that stretch at 500. I get that. I, that's not an even. That's seven games. Um, but like this team has a chance at 10 wins 
based on how they're playing right now and the strength of those other opponents, they have a chance at and 10 how wins. how wide open the NFC is. Yeah. Wide open the NFC is, how disappointing some other teams have been. I just think it's hilarious that we're even having the conversation. This team should win four <laughs> games on paper. They are not good. Yeah. This is not a good roster. If they make so, the playoffs, it's the Eagles of last year where they just get, it's like a free bye week for whoever gets them, basically. Gets demolished. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I, there's no, I don't see that. No, I don't either. I just think we should we should point it out. I'm not trying to overreact and be hot take here. I'm just saying, like, based on what has yeah. happened. Again, it's a, you can only win or lose a game. And when you're playing no, you other bad it. teams. Well, ask, that's, that's true. Ask the Texans and Colts. <laughs> yeah. You can tie but, it. But at some point, yeah, your record doesn't always reflect how good or bad you are. No. And there are going to be some teams that are going to be good. There's, a lot, there's a lot of really good teams that didn't win. Week one. Exactly. Right. Um, and then you're going to have a team like the Giants, who is somehow 2-0. and So, again, that's like that weird, like the first two weeks in particular, sometimes first three weeks, is like you don't really know anything yet, really. Um, and then all of a sudden everything flips on its head. So I suspect that's what's going to happen with the Giants. But it's, it is really funny to me. Like there's only a handful of 2-0 and teams and the Giants are one of them. Yeah, it, it. This is. They are definitely the team is two and zero. We already called it out. This is. This is the most um, suspect. Suspect or this is the yeah, fakest okay. two and zero that there is. Uh, Good for you guys. Two and foe is what I'm going to call it. <laughs> ah. Um. But yeah, th- this is. It, it's cool to see that there's a storyline there. I am. I am not anti Daniel Jones. I don't know why no. anybody would be. Um, we just didn't feel like he was a starting quarterback in the NFL from the get go. Um, and, uh, probably he hasn't yet proved us wrong. Yes. Still at this point, but, uh, credit to dabble and his coaching. He's had so some far. nice games, but yeah, I think that's more, this is more of a testament to dabble. Hopefully he's the guy that the giants have been looking for, for ever since. Let's clarify dabble or dable dable. Okay. Cause I definitely listen to one specific show that calls him dabble all the time. You should I don't dabble know if in some wins. Yeah, maybe you should dabble in some other sports shows. Um, well, Ooh. it's one I do listen to a few different ones. Thank you very much. Um, I got you I'm, uh, lightly educated on it. Do you need some aloe for that burn? <laughs> I have some no, aloe over there. In do my, you? My little plant section. Yeah. Well, you you do You'll have cut, the fair skin. I'll cut you some off, and we can lather that puppy up. up. Good. Um, one uh, <laughs> one interesting one. That uh, we hadn't y- hit yet. Not because the game in and of itself was all that much fun to watch or anything, but there was something incredible that happened on Sunday that uh, needed to involve the NFL lip readers. And if you are unaware of these people, <laughs> it is their job uh, <laughs> to read the lips of players, coaches on the sideline. And there's actually firms um, that, are, that exist. And I, I know this is stupid, but it's a thing. Uh, people that watch sports and they're trying to pick up on terms, lingo, things that are said in sidelines, dugouts uh, throughout sports and get, sell that information to teams. Uh, teams hire these people. Uh, they are employed and all they do is watch footage and figure stuff out. On Sunday, they caught something absolutely hilarious coming out of uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers receiver Mike Evans's mouth um, because... For whatever reason, uh, Mark Slattimore was having a pretty decent game uh-huh. uh, defending on Mike Evans specifically, um, but then uh, against uh, Tom Brady, had, had ticked him off a few times. Uh, Tom Brady may or may not have chucked another tablet this week uh, and destroyed it, 
um, in frustration what, at one point in Tom, this game. what did the Microsoft Surface ever do to you? Apparently, it told him some stuff that he did not like about his offensive line and receiving core. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, Marcus Lattimore is talking some trash mid-game, and uh, uh, he said something, and I'm trying to remember. Fournette uh, gets involved in the discussion initially. Um, he... Pushes back on Fournette just a little bit. They kind of get into a little bit of scrum. And here comes... And Tom Brady did not like whatever he had said and came walking back towards Lattimore. At some point, Lattimore did touch the goat uh, and made physical contact. Mike Evans needed to see nothing more than Tom Brady walking towards Marcus Lattimore, Boom. turned around, sprinted, and murdered him. Smelled blood in the water on that one. He went full shark mode and dropped Marcus Lattimore on the field. He receives a one-game suspension uh, for his actions, but after the scrum is over, what was incredible about what, the, what happened in the lip reading was he's talking to the referees, and the referee looks at him, and uh, is saying something straight to his face. And his reply is, what did you expect? That's Tom Brady. What did you expect? And uh, or expect me to do. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, and you can see his intention. Like he said Tom Brady's name like it's already in the Hall of Fame. Like this is the most important person that's ever walked personally. on our field. I thought it was great. I have Dude, to do I'm, what I did. I, yeah. He's on my team. You know, he is my you quarterback. Don't, you I don't have understand. to do this. <laughs> you, do you know who was throwing me passes before this man got here? Like uh, also, <laughs> do you know how many Super Bowl rings that guy I had that used to stuff seafood down his pants? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's who used to throw me the ball. He's this is the guy that ate W's. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, honestly. The beef between Marshawn Lattimore and Mike Evans is well documented throughout the years. <laughs> yeah. They might be the only people that genuinely hate each other. Like they oh, do man. it's so clear. They do not like each other one bit. I mean, I don't look like year. Tom Brady's a big fan either, just saying. Well, I mean, that would make sense since they they apparently <laughs> for most throughout Tom Brady's tenure have not been able to score points in the regular season yeah. against the Saints team. Kinda, only put up twenty on Sunday. Kindly broke the curse. Finally now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was still an ugly game. It wasn't fun. Bucks, it was like 3-3 three, three for most of the game. Yeah, Bucks defense played really well. Uh, the Bucks uh, have win the game 20-10. to 10. <laughs> That becomes the afterthought yeah. after that hilarity. But, um, you know, the and the Bucks two games in a row, I mean, they've only allowed 13 points. They might have the best. I mean, they haven't played any, any super impressive offenses yet. Right. But they might have the best defense in the league. So yeah, uh, right now they are. I believe they are leading the league uh, in points allowed. They are second in yards. Uh, 49ers are first in yards allowed, second in points. Um, and uh, we'll get to their game here in a minute. Um, but yeah, those defense that defense looked legit again. That's uh, a good receiving core that the Saints have. I mean, Mark uh, or Thomas Michael Thomas got his. Uh, Landry did well in week one. Uh, Olave's still coming along. That's pretty obvious. Um, uh, Johnson, uh, Juwan Johnson's getting quite a bit of targets there. Uh, they've clearly decided that Troutman just blocks at tight end. Yeah. Uh, he's not doing anything uh, else. You see who um, Beasley is uh, returning to? Beasley is coming in. Uh, Cole Beasley, uh, not a believer in COVID. Uh, <laughs> or wearing masks. Or having any of his freedoms removed. Yeah. Uh, including whatever he wants to say on Twitter, apparently, um, is uh, signing with the Buccaneers as Julio Jones is down. Mike Evans is now going to miss I, a game. I Godwin's expected to Julio miss Julio Jones weeks. is down? What? Yeah. Uh, wow. 
Wow. Who could have seen this coming? <laughs> Your guys' sarcasm misses me when I'm not looking you in the eyes. Um, yeah, I, look me in the eyes more. <laughs> nope. Eye contact is important to me. Nope. Nope. Where nope. is this not going? Gonna, that, that love language uh, request <laughs> is not going to get hit here today. I... Uh, but yeah, they're down literally. They're starting three receivers this next week. And so Cole Beasley got signed to the practice squad today. Uh, Going to practice uh, throughout the next three days and probably get elevated yeah. right away. I mean, pick him up. If that's that's like who they got. It's him and Russell Gage. Yeah. Uh, Mike Evans did this week. I didn't Mike even look Evans at, did their appeal. Point. It's not going to go through, but he did appeal the suspension. <laughs> well, so he's, so, he's gonna miss so that means that he potentially will play this week and then maybe miss the next week. Because when the appeal process is going through, the it's all in limbo. So the the, 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 the NFL usually closes by Saturday, though. Okay. The, the NFL is known for not allowing that to go over the weekend. They don't like that precedent that baseball has. Baseball kind of can't get away with that because they play every day, or just about. And um, but yeah, that that won't happen. The NBA kind of has some of that too, where they they play those back to backs and all that. Um, just looking real quick, I I could not see oh well they're gonna need them uh they're playing green bay this week um and that green bay secondary looked mighty fine uh, against a very terrible team um but also mighty ugly the week before they gave it up the week before that's fair that's fair no they did look good uh in week two again against a bad team um but uh the backers were in control 100 percent on sunday night uh, against the Bears. Uh, yeah, the, what a statement game that was. Whew. The Packers beat the Bears. Yeah. Uh, so cool. The Packers I are loved, back. I loved all the... I, I love the Whatever. Aaron Rodgers memes, though, of, of him owning the Bears. They yeah. never get old to me. They're always really good. Um, yeah, like, I love all the property of but, ones. Those are pretty solid. Uh, they had but, a losing record, the Packers did, against the Bears before Aaron Rodgers showed up, and now they have a winning record against the Bears Yeah, as a well, franchise. Because Aaron Rodgers just know lights Aaron, people up. That's how you're going to know when, whenever that the, the Packers need to get rid of Aaron Rodgers when, when he starts losing against the Bears. That's when you'll know it's time. <laughs> yeah. that, that's yeah. going to be the indicator. That's right. Tie those cleats up together and, and hang them on the wall, buddy. But now that was a 27-10 win. Bears Boring. couldn't get anything going. I don't know what the play calling is supposed to be like in Chicago, but you should probably let your starting quarterback throw the ball more than 15 times. I mean, just saying, especially when you're down by like three scores, it might be or a good idea. If you just want to find out what you have in Justin Fields, like yeah. maybe you should let him play a little bit. Yeah, you yeah. you also might want to let Darnell Mooney have more yeah. than one catch in two games. Yeah. He's supposed to be your number one receiver. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd yeah. be cool. I'd really like that. I, I would appreciate that as he's who I drafted as a as one of my I, one and two wide receivers. I have him in one of my deeper. I, I have him in two leagues. One's really deep, and so I have already decided to trash him. Um, we're gonna get to fantasy in just a moment, and I'll explain why. But uh, yeah, that that offense is awful, and nobody's surprised that this team sucks because uh, they're the worst team in the NFL. Um, but dear lord, that was really bad. Uh, in other games, I think there's really only one that we haven't touched on, or two actually. Sorry. Um, the Rams took down, uh, the Falcons, uh, 31, 27 thought that the Rams were just going to run away with it. Falcons definitely worked their way back in, uh, Mariota, uh, Mariota and co just decided, you know what? We, we, we don't want to get blown it was, out. It was, it was kind mean, of the coming out party for Drake London. It, Drake London had a good game. Yeah. yeah. It, it was a little fluky at the end of the game because we had like a, a punt block. It was like our yeah, first punt of the game, teams. late into the game. Like we were rolling over them the first time we finally do punt. 
gets blocked for a touchdown. Cooper Cup has a pretty uncharacteristic fumble. That sets them up. Yep. So I was like, out of nowhere, it's like, okay, what's going on? Like, what are we doing? This felt a little lesser degree because we were all together when this happened last year, but of week one when the Niners played the Lions. Yeah. And it was like that. It was like, what is, why are we even here right you, now? And, like, and you're you're starting to like kind of tap on the counter like, hey, let's not do this. And then Jalen Ramsey mosses him in the end zone for a pick. And I'm like, okay. okay. That, was, that was an impressive play. Oh, like, good play. We're, yeah. We're finally like locking this down a little bit, but. It was it was one of those things. It, it like the Rams running game to no surprise hasn't been that great uh so far right. this season. So it was one of those things where you get such a big lead. By the way, and should you I can't really run out the clock. Should I pick up Henderson? Should that be a thing? Uh if you have Cam Akers, you should have Henderson probably instead. <laughs> Cuz apparently Cam Akers is not good at football and uh they're just going to let Henderson take the job yeah. from him. I'm not sure what's going on there. That's another one of those things where it's like I'm just going to wait and see. Um I'm not as concerned this season. I have the Super Bowl. I'm like, whatever happens, the season happens. I'm just riding on the high. So, um, but yeah, that that was a weird game, but nothing really to to write about there. It's the Falcons, and it just got interesting late when it shouldn't have. Probably the one that also isn't really interesting, but unfortunately is for one particular reason is your guys's game. Yeah, uh, it was. It was, not it was interesting. A, it wasn't a good. Game. It was boring. It was really, it was boring. really boring. We watched yeah. it together. I came over to Matt's house and watched it. And honestly, I was like, you know, if we can beat, if we can beat Russ and the Broncos, I'm like, you know, it's a division game. I, I, I was like, sure. I was like, it's a division game. Um, we usually play pretty well. I was well, nervous. I was. Yeah, I was like, you know, we there's a good chance that we could start the season two and out. Like, and honestly, it, we just beat ourselves more than anything. Like, there was a lot. Of, I mean, obviously. Putting four running backs out there to throw a pass play. Yeah, what was that? Um, what was that? Play? Um, that, um, that, that, was. that was super cool, Shane Waldron. Uh, um, I love. I okay. Part of me is like the creativity, is something that's never been there in a Pete Carroll offense. So I was like, okay, I appreciate that. It was a full on wildcat. Yeah, and I was like, that's interesting. I've never seen that in P, the Pete Carroll tenure. Like, that's interesting. Obviously, if it it's again, if it went in, I'd be like, that was a great play. By the but way, DJ Dallas. Uh, should not be throwing the ball ever again. Yeah, uh, uh, I, he's a good special teamer, and he can break off and he can catch pretty well. Yeah, but he should not be throwing that ball. I mean, honestly, it was just so bad. He didn't even see him. It was so clear. No, he, was yeah. it Ward that picked it off? Yes. Yeah, Ward, Ward was literally just like, standing there. He threw it right to yeah, him. Ready to DK, go. <laughs> DK was open enough. I mean, DK's pretty much open a lot of times when he plays, and so that was that yep. was that was kind of all he had to do was put a little little lift on that ball and. Yeah. I mean, I mean, DK was Mosley was on DK, yeah. so I mean yeah. that play um, and um and then when we got um our uh we were had our, our punt blockers out there in special teams gunner <laughs> for Niners pushed him into Tyler Lockett obviously with like you know a minute twenty left in the second half. it easily could have been a seventeen to fourteen game at half yeah. very easily it could have even sure. been tied or they even could have had the lead um right there um so it was it was one of those games. Obviously, I think that I hope it was it was kind of a comeback to earth. For, I mean, this was week one was pretty much our Super Bowl. We wanted to get that win. Um, and the players even were open about it, like, we're not that good. Like Quandre Diggs came out and said, like, yeah, that was humbling for us. The NFL does that. We were riding the high of last week. Obviously, we're not that good. And so, yeah, and so, yeah. but it was not fun to watch. It was boring. No, and the storyline of this game happens in the first quarter. Uh, Trey Lance on a, uh, I believe it was a first and goal. Um, or I know it was just outside of that. Yeah. They were in the red zone. Um, or Sorry, second and goal. Second and whatever it was. Dang it, in the red zone. Uh, goes, goes for a run to the right. Uh, 
gets tackled, and then a player lands awkwardly, breaks his ankle, yeah, and big stretches out a big, big Al Woods. You said his name many times in that game because he was re- uh, he was really good he was, in that game. Yes, because our was, center is not good. Yeah, our backup, he was, he was in the backfield a lot. Um, but no, he landed awkwardly on his ankle, breaks it. Um, he has already had surgery at this point in the week and is on his to way to recovery. Weeks. But there, yeah, ten to twelve weeks is what the surgeon's saying. The team has basically declared him out for the year. Uh, they they're going to give I it think, yeah, they back should. to Jimmy G. Jimmy G comes in, uh, does what Jimmy G does. Had a good game. Uh, you know, came out and was accurate yep. in the manner you would expect. He didn't Did lose all the, game. the things that the 49ers uh, would expect from him. Uh, Niners win this twenty-seven to seven. He throws. I believe one, and, yeah, he threw one and ran in for one, which I told Grant in the moment, was super glad that they let him do it. Um, they got super close there, and he had kind of willed him down the field, so it was good to see him finish that one um, and cement the game for the Niners. Uh, this Niners defense didn't allow uh, an offensive touchdown in the game. Um, they, uh, As I said earlier, uh, they're first in the league right now in yards allowed, second in points uh, allowed. Um, and, uh, they did, they did a great job on DK Metcalf, uh, which yep. has not been what the Niners normally do against DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf kind of uh, is like the father to your secondary a lot of times, especially Emmanuel Mosley. He yeah. owns him. Um, and he was up against him quite a bit in this game. Um, but, uh, you know, Bosa comes through, does what he does, couple sacks. Uh, and, uh, I haven't had the opportunity to mention this guy's name yet, but uh, Tufanga, who's local here uh, in the Willamette Valley, uh, the Niners had drafted last year in the fifth round. Um, he was a role player last year, comes in as a starting strong safety, replaces uh, Jaquiski Tart, um, which we mentioned in the NFC preview stuff. That dude is rated as the number two safety in the league right now be- behind uh, Fitzpatrick from uh, the Steelers. Uh, guy is absolutely lighting it up. And if you put him in a Steelers jersey, I'm just saying, he is Samoan. He has the hair. <laughs> he looks like this other guy. And right now, what's that other guy's a, name again? Uh, this other guy named Troy Paul Mall. Um, but I was lo- he any good? Is playing like <laughs> the Hall of Famer Troy Paul Amalu, uh, maybe the greatest safety of all time. He's in that conversation. Um, but uh, no, had another excellent game. Another big thing for me, you know, we we said that the Niner is Grant and I were watching the game, and I don't think it hit us as much, but um. You know, the there was only two sacks of the game. Bosa ends up credited with both, although we were we were of the understanding they were going to split that That's second what I sack. Thought. That's what the initial. Um, yeah, with uh, Drake Jackson, the the 49ers second round pick, um, and Bosa, but uh, he gets both of them on credit. And uh, in this game, though, they did a phenomenal job in terms of hurries and pressures. Uh, Gino, who's great at getting the ball out quick. Mm-hmm. I, I had very little time in the game. And then uh, more importantly, c- couldn't really set up that passing game because the 49ers front uh, dominated on the run game. I believe held them under 60 yards for the game. Yeah, uh, we, total we also shot ourselves in the foot with penalties. We had, I think, seven yeah. for like 120 yards, which and is we, not going to win you games. And we laughed about it at the time. Yes, but the 49ers only got one penalty in the game. 26 uh, yards. 26 yards. Was so it a PI? PI downfield yeah. on a on a long play that was completely it was the Mosley one where he almost intercepted yeah, the ball yeah, yeah. and they called it off. But um yeah, it was pretty funny. Well, that was week 1. We need to check in though with how we have done in the first 2 weeks with our wins and loss guesses before we close out the show later. 
we'll be getting into our uh, pick em guesses for week three. Uh, you guys got any any idea as to uh, who's in last place right now? It's Grant the, It's me. <laughs> I had a bad week this week. I went. <laughs> I, 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 rough. How many games did we have? Four? We had five. We had five, and I, I got one of them. You did. Hey, I could have, in, in integrity, though, I could have said that, oh, yeah. Could have. I, I, I told, I, he was I forgot a man to send in my word. pickums. I used, I, I forgot to send in our pickums before the week started. I texted them in today, and I was like, you know what? I could, I've, I could have given myself one or two, but I was like, I'm a man of integrity. Um, the Ravens. There are some students them. that listen to this, so I, I have to be, I have to live with integrity. Your youth pastor held it up, guys. Uh, Shout out he, to the one of you that listens. <laughs> he did, he did pick the the Chargers. Yes, uh, which. 27-24. Um, nothing wrong with that. Uh, he did pick the Seahawks. There was something wrong with that. Yep. Uh, he picked the Commanders uh, over the Lions. That was also a one-score game. Uh, Eagles, that uh, that was his get. And then yep. the Ravens, who by all accounts should have won. So that, that was the one that I missed this whole week. And I, I was feeling really good yeah, about I, that I, game overall, for, I was like, you know, 50 minutes. Yeah, overall, I was, I was all on board for the Ravens. And I was like, that seems like a good pick to me. And and if you're a regular listener to the show, I want to apologize because when we were uh, talking through Pick'em uh, here right before the season started for week one, I messed up on a couple of things. We didn't finish our conversation the way we should have. So we counted three of those games. Um, and in that one, Grant, you did get two. Yes. You were, and you were not the low man that week. That was probably uh, me because I picked the Rams. Jame- Jameson only got one because he picked Rams and Carolina. We all got the Bucks as our gimme yeah. uh, over over the the Cowboys. I had taken both the Bills and the Browns in Week One. I had taken um, the Panthers. So I was the only one that swept. Yeah. So Grant is in. Uh, he is in third place right Woo! now. Three out of eight. Correct. Hey, finishing top three. Jameson <laughs> right now is at five out of eight. And I swept Week One. I went four of five in Week Two. The Chargers was the only one I did not get. Uh, thank you to Miami specifically for uh, shout out making Mike that McDaniel. happen. Yep, shout out Mike McDaniel. I uh, love that guy. Wait, but, so, uh, so what I'm, am I overall? I'm seven, seven, eight. You are three of eight. Let's go. <laughs> Let's he is a sub five hundred after two weeks. But you know it's a long season, Grant. It is a long season, yeah. and and this week we will have five games to guess. We'll get to that in a little bit. I'm gonna have to just pick the opposite of you guys to get make some ground on this yeah. thing. Um, that's what got you in trouble in the first place. I'll remind you. Is but your, it worked for Jameson last to, year. Yeah, but he's lucky. <laughs> yeah, I'm not very lucky. Yeah. My team won the Super Bowl. That's the anything that I do from this point. Just yeah. you wait till you hear how fantasy went for me, y'all. I am not lucky. Well, Grant, great transition. Yeah. Uh, that's where we're gonna go right now. We do a little check in. Uh, I'm not doing super great either. Uh, I I did have a rough couple weeks. I did score just fine in my A-League team, which is my important one. Um, but the other guy I was playing, I uh, had a pretty decent week. He had uh, he had Lamar on his team, had a couple other guys that uh, put him over the top. But uh, I felt a lot better about my roster this week. I'm going to make some adjustments. I'll get to uh, some pickups that you guys should be considering in just a moment. But overall, I think I was 2-1 and one this week. But last week, I was only 1-2, and two, so... Uh, I'm sitting in a 500 record overall between my my three teams, and I I definitely need to make some adjustments. Uh, there was a little bit of man, I thought this person would be a little more involved out of the gate than they have been. I've uh, been disappointed with the Kenneth Walker out of, out of Seattle. That was my rookie late pick. 
Um, I have that too. And I and I like him with the ball in his hands, but man, they've got to figure that out. So I may have to may have to drop him here pretty soon. But not super concerned. I'm scoring points, and in the end of the at the end of the day, like you can only control so much. So if you're scoring points and you're zero and two right now, don't worry about it. It's a long year, and thank God the NFL gave us another week of fantasy. Uh, so we'll have a good idea what's going on as we get closer to midseason here. But yeah, did you guys? So Grant, how bad was it? I went zero and four. Dang. Yeah, but see, here's what I'm so upset. We didn't record last week. Last <laughs> week I was four and zero. Oh, okay. So you're 500. You're so fine. So I'm five, 500. So I'm fine. Oh, but, that's no biggie, man. No, you're yeah. Fine. But dude, last week, I mean, my team beat Russell Wilson. I was 4 0. The football gods were happy with me. I was happy with them. Dude, what'd you I was do to excited. piss them off? I was excited. I don't know. I didn't pray <laughs> enough to them, I guess. I don't know. But you didn't make a sacrifice? <laughs> you didn't burn a Russell Wilson card? <laughs> my signed jersey? <laughs> oh, no. Don't do that. No, no, no. no, that's no but anyway, but no. So I was super excited to come here and just kind of gloat a little bit. And this week, my team <laughs> lost, um, and then also my fantasy teams did well. Matt and I actually have a very similar team in our his A league. Yeah, I'm in the C league. That was brutal. So I mean, we both lost Elijah Mitchell. Yep. Uh, Darnell Mooney yeah. has been nothing. Nothing. Um. So that was that was brutal for me. I don't think I even started I, him. I will say again, we do need to give ourselves a little bit of patience with Mooney. A little yes. bit. He's he, he has always how he's been. Two top five uh, defenses so yeah. far. But like, we also we just also throw were, that out there. We also were smart. Um, we pick. I picked. Did I picked up Curtis Samuel? He probably isn't yep, available same. for most of you guys now. Um, yep. but his target share has been ridiculous. Like he has been. Like even oh. though they have scary Terry, but dude, Carson. Scary Wentz, Terry hasn't been doing a ton. John okay. Dotson has been doing a, dude, a lot. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna get to that in a moment. So don't run like, over what I want to talk about. You see all, it right there. All I'm gonna say though is that um. The the commanders wide receivers are are are, are feasting overall. I mean, I think Terry had. He had 14 last week, 10 this week, so he's not doing awful. No. But for your number one, for a number one, not what you want. Um, but he's been Curtis Samuel's been his favorite target. Well, before far. we get too much into players, Jameson, how, how's your? You're the only one that plays for money out of the three of us. So how are you doing? Uh, that one's pretty rough. Oh, okay. Oh, and two. Uh oh. Um, some of that is um, me getting the 12th pick. Of right. That, of 12. Of, of 12. So yeah, right. it's, it's a little you get? rough. I forget. It's a little rough. Um. Didn't you, did you go receiver first pick, too? No, I went uh, Leonard Fernand and Aaron Jones. Oh, that's right. Which, which yeah. is solid. That's, that's actually which is solid. Good. It's solid. I have Pittman, who was out for me last week. I have Jerry Judy, who didn't do anything because he got hurt. Yeah. Like one and a half um, points or something? Yeah, so that's been kind of rough. My quarterback situation, because quarterbacks started going so early, and because I was 12 of 12 by the time the snake got back around to me, it's like, okay. Uh, so I have Trevor Lawrence, and I have... Uh, who I've not been starting at quarterback, which is Matt Ryan. Um, so I'm trying <laughs> to brutal. trying to wheel and deal to get an upgrade there. But I think if my season progresses, like my my Trevor Lawrence um, investment might pay off a little bit. So I'm kind of hoping to turn things around there. Had a good week this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in my Yahoo leagues, though, C League, I absolutely brought it. Put what? up 160 points against uh, me against Grant. Yeah, which is um, unfortunate. Yeah, because I have Jalen Hurts and Stephon Diggs. Um, and dude, I was up yeah. by 30 going. <laughs> dude, I was up by 30 and like a 70 percent chance to win on it because I still had AJ Brown and Miles Sanders to play. Yeah, and um, uh, they went. I, saw, I was Stephon feeling pretty Diggs good. Lights it up with and 40 plus. He yeah. is him, and they Ooh. went bonkers. Uh, so I got a win there, one and one. Um, also, <laughs> both of these Yahoo ones are auto drafted teams. 
So one and <laughs> one of my auto drafted team, and then in our judgment other, pending, and then in our other league, Grant, I am two and zero. Oh. I'm in, I'm in first place of ten because I have Josh Allen and Cooper Cup. Yeah, um, actually, I I forgot so. in, in the church league. I forgot. I actually did lose one last week. Okay. I went three and one, and I lost in the church league. So I'm zero oh and two. I'm in I'm ten ten out of ten, tenth spot on the church league because Russell Wilson, um, has not been. Yeah, he's never been you know. a great fantasy pick for me. <laughs> Uh, honestly, but he was fine so, a few years ago when I got him. But uh, so I'm zero and two, one and one, and two and zero. Hmm. Okay, uh, and I'm losing in the one that matters. That yeah. cost me money. Yeah, that. Yeah, that, that's the thing that we hate hearing. So we'll uh, we'll discuss that maybe but off you know air what? tonight. Last too. season, last season, I did not have a good start. Yeah. Placed third, got my money back. That's right. So you didn't lose anything. I did not. It's yeah. a long road. I just got a wheeling deal in hopes that some of my guys come through. Yep. Uh, I like my running backs. So, you know, if well, people can stay healthy. And speaking of the way you can do that, uh, this is uh, pickup time right now. Uh, Grant kind of started talking about them, and I want to touch on this. Pickups that you should be making heading into week three. You should look long and hard at the Washington Commanders, who have a pretty decent schedule throughout the year. Carson Wentz has lit it up the first two weeks. If you only get one pickup, if you have any kind of quarterback need or you didn't draft a backup, Carson Wentz should absolutely be in consideration. I've already got him waiver wired in uh, two out of three leagues um, and uh, he's not available in one, but he's available in the other two. So I, I'm going after him. Um, Dotson should absolutely be picked up. He is 16 plus in our half uh, PPR league. Uh, I, both of the first two weeks, um, McKissick could be a nice stash. Um, Antonio Gibson, not exactly known for staying healthy throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And McKissick will get uh, a plenty of looks if uh, Gibson's to go out. Uh, Gibson in PPRs right now uh, is doing solid uh, as uh, out of the running back spot. Um, and then Logan Thomas should be a pickup. He is He's a on top my waiver 10. this week. Yes, he is the top 10 tight end uh, right now in fantasy football. You should uh, grab him as well. But that's just Wentz distributing the ball. You heard us earlier say Wentz is number two yardage quarterback. Remember that those yards matter when it comes to fantasy football. And if he's distributing, you need to go get him. I've heard that Tua is available still in like 38% of leagues, 40% of leagues. Uh, if he's yeah. available in yours, go he, get him. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. He's only rostered in 63% of leagues. You go get him. Uh, yeah. High, high 30s, low 40s across the board uh, in all formats, uh, in all sites, doesn't matter who you're using, go get them. Um, other players to consider, uh, Jared Goff, uh, as I mentioned go, earlier, uh, go look at the schedule. I'm just saying that uh, he's going to be playing <laughs> He's going to be playing the uh, Bears twice. Yeah, you've got that one coming. Uh, Gerald Everett, a must pick up number three tight end right now, only rostered in about 45 or 50% of leagues. Raheem Mostert, uh, out touched, uh, Chase Edmonds this last week. I mentioned that earlier. Raheem Mostert is literally ball in hand gone. Um, you want to, you want to look at that, maybe stash him. If you are one running back on your bench right now and are looking for a second guy or this guy. Uh, Daryl Williams uh, in Arizona. James Conner is down. It looks like that's going to be a bit. Um, so go grab Daryl Williams uh, if you are running back needy. Uh, that team does not necessarily do a ton on the ground, but he did run for 70 yards after he came in. That offense clicked a whole lot more with him in it. He also catches the ball well uh, and uh, will get you yards. Jacoby Myers, 
not rostered in about 50% of leagues. Sterling Shepard, not rostered in about 70% of leagues. Garrett Wilson, not rostered in 80% of leagues. And that dude had 26 points this week. Now, I don't know if, if he's going to be the second coming of Sammy Watkins and you know have his two blow-up <laughs> weeks and d- die out. But he's, uh, he's wor- it's worth a try to get him. It's, it's worth it. If you've got, a, ceiling if you've got a place that you feel good about, um, I like I have Devonta Parker. Super underwhelmed by uh, the offense there in New England. Uh, Devontae's done nothing. And so that's a drop that I'm actually making. I'm going to go get Garrett Wilson uh, for him. That's that's already gone through as of when we we post this. So uh, we you feel comfortable we saying that? Yeah, well, I don't mind saying what I'm doing at all because we're not dropping this till tomorrow morning and I'm not in leagues with you guys. Um, sure. But I'm going to be picking up actually Watson. Or I mean, sorry, Watson. Uh, Wentz, Dotson. That's how I screwed that up. And Garrett Wilson, all three in one league specifically, because I'm looking for some depth. Um, yeah. And that's the one. I'm not going to drop Mooney, but he is hurting me right now in that league. So I need I'm a giving more Mooney like depth. one or two more weeks and then he's gone. And I wouldn't blame you. Um, and with that said, in terms of players that you need to drop now, you don't need to drop anybody yet. Unless you have the commander's defense for some reason, you should drop them. But it's week two, people. Like, don't panic. Don't worry. Uh, we got a long road ahead of us for sure, uh, and and just know that it's it. There's a long ways to go. Mooney could still hit a thousand yards. He's just going to do it in less games. Um, you know, Devonta Parker could take off on catches. They may, they reformat their play calling a little bit, but that de- that offense looks super conservative and not exactly um, efficient uh, at this point. They they seem to be playing the uh, field position battle all the time up there in New England. So. There's a, there's definitely a few names out there that you consider that we we didn't uh, say, but I think that those are your home run hitters going to week three. I also like the schedule for a lot of those players, and that's why I'm recommending them. Uh, we want to go back and get into two things real quick. One, though, we talked about a whole bunch of games today, talked about some players. I want to talk about the who came out of uh, week two as a winner. Okay, And I'm, I specifically want to highlight a couple players. I, I've got one that I'm going to discuss right up front. I know you guys got people that you can name left and right, but I called dibs on this guy uh, in the text messages today because uh, Jimmy G came in on Sunday. Not only does he get the win, and I know I'm a 49er homer, but this is an awesome stat. Jimmy G, if he in any game that he is playing more than 25% of snap, stat, snaps, words are hard today, people. Um, okay, it's not like this is a podcast where it's words fine. matter. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, no, any, anytime he's getting more than 25% of snaps, he makes $250,000. If the 49ers win that game, he makes another $100,000. Uh, Jimmy Get was money. just going to sit on the bench and collect $7 million, but he is now making three hundred and fifty grand for every win the 49ers get, and no matter what, two hundred and fifty grand for every game for the rest of the season, he plays the majority of snaps for. So, so, so for a win, he's dude, coming out with about three fifty. Three fifty is what he's coming out for with a win. Two fifty if, if he just plays more so, than twenty five percent of snaps. So is that, is that stack? So is that is that half a milli? No, it's three three fifty, like oh, okay. hundred and then two fifty. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So it, every every game, so he he made three hundred and fifty k extra just for coming in the game and managing uh, the forty ers you know, to the win. I feel like I could I could sit on a bench and make seven million dollars. Like I, you could one hundred percent sit anywhere and make seven million dollars. I believe you could do it. I think I could do it. I can think actually. I can think did, of a few locations that did, might not be good for you. Did did the do the Niners need a backup now for Jimmy? Can I? Uh, they can got I? Brock Purdy, and they signed some guy I've never heard of Cause I, cause to I mean, uh, the uh, the uh, 
practice squad. I mean, yeah. I could, I could take Brock Purdy's spot. Just sit there. Yeah, I was a little and surprised cheer on the team. Names that I thought the 49ers might look at. By the way, I thought AJ McCarron would come up. Figured, uh, I figured a Cam Newton would. Yeah, the system doesn't make. Yeah, yeah, but he's available. Right, but system doesn't make sense for him. I think AJ would actually make a ton more sense uh, in this. But I, this, the offense is difficult. Don't get me wrong. Um, but uh, AJ's a pretty smart guy. I just thought that's who they'd bring in. Cam doesn't make any sense because he comes in and wrecks your your locker room. Just a hundred percent. That's yeah. what he does. But um, he also can't throw the ball more than fifteen yards. There's that. I I mean I watched that game. What was it last year? That was the no, it was the year before, right? That horrible one against forty nine ers when they were really bad. Yeah. And the Niners wiped him that game and he finished like with three completions or something. <laughs> um but no, so Jimmy's my my winner of the week. Obviously, anybody who's gonna be making three hundred and fifty K more than they were expecting to, uh, for every win they get this season, that's your big winner. Um so I I love that. There's a lot of guys that I could have named, but right there, I think I think that one takes the cake for me. What do you guys got? Um, I have mine here. I'm going to pick Jalen Hurts as my big winner for this week on prime time. I know a lot of people that pick the Vikings yeah. over the Eagles. Sure. For him to go out there 26 to 31, 333 yards rushed for another 57, uh, not including the fact that he was sacked for 10. So really ran for 67 yards. Uh, and I was watching some, some, uh, clips on Twitter, just of like the all 22 tape. And he just had some really good plays. I was super impressed. He was one of those guys where it was like, you're kind of waiting for him to put it together a little bit before you're like, is this actually the guy the Eagles want to go with? Or are they like, he's our bridge guy until our next draft when we can get our franchise quarterback. And I think with the combination of how they run the ball and now with AJ Brown there and everything that they've been able to do, they've been super impressive to open up the season. And I've been super impressed with him. And I, to me, he's like a he's a version. Uh, he obviously doesn't have the arm talent of Kyler Murray, but he's more locked in than Kyler Murray, and he just feels more aggressive and like seems to be more present with that team. And so he feels like the highest level of what Kyler Murray could be. Uh, obviously, he's more physical than Kyler Murray as well. But I just I really like that Eagles team, and I really liked what he did against the Vikings, who I think a lot of people are high on. I'm pretty high on them. Um, obviously, their defense did pretty well to hold. The Vikings right. seven points. Kirk wasn't really doing them any favors last night, but Jefferson I, didn't do a whole lot though. I, I know um, Slay had a night. Well, so, which I mean, my secondary winner of the week would be Cooper Cup because, as we know, all others that try to contend are now falling behind in the receiving yards category because my man's keeping his streak alive of like however many weeks of ninety plus receiving yards in a row. So. Yeah, Grant has a giggly record. look on his face, yeah. which means we led him into something. Well, I'm gonna say this. <laughs> Did, did you want my serious winner first or my awesome? No, I want I want your awesome whatever. My awesome you, winner you is, is that amazing. on Monday we witnessed the revenge game that no one was talking about. Jalen Rager, he had oh, yeah. one catch, <laughs> seven yards, one drop, one rush, seventeen yards, two punt returns for five yards. He got the booed. winner is the Eagles for letting go of this dumpster fire player. <laughs> That's the winner. He got booed the first time he touched the yeah, ball. Yeah, he did. Very loud. No, my, so for me, my actual winner um, is Darius Slay. I mean, the dude was locked yep. down prime time. Two I picks. mean, I love, I, I love the, I love the, the sequence where he almost got the pick, kind of got injured, then stayed in the game, next then play. got the n- next, next play, got the pick. So for me, um, my winner is Darius Slay. Um, and honestly, overall though, the Eagles, I mean, they're looking really good. Fly, Eagles, fly. Ka-ka. They are 
they're the best bird team in football by a wide margin right now. Right. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Go okay. birds. I mean, yeah, obviously we were big on them going into the year. None of us are surprised they're two and zero. Um, we, we definitely thought this was doable. I was pretty, I, I was really impressed with that defense though. Monday night. I mean, that was yeah. just, that was straight up good football. They had three straight and, uh, up and they, they, they caused three straight three and outs against the Vikings team who put up a lot of points the week before. Yeah. Right. Which is kind of interesting too, considering like going off of, of week one and watching how they moved Justin Jefferson around and what that allowed him to do. Obviously the against some busted coverages, mind you. Um, oh. But, and then to see just the lack of production yeah. in this, obviously we know the Eagles and their defense is fantastic, but it you would think that there would be more opportunities to still get him the ball more just based off of your alignments and your motions and your play calling. And for none of that to happen, even in a loss, like, cause we still, we see good players still be productive in bad games happens all the time Brandon cooks exactly uh bad teams he's had a thousand yards for however many years in a row um Mm -hmm. so for and you know this is probably going to be the worst game that justin jefferson has all year and i'll I'll say too like the reason why i picked darius slay is because he called it way back when they recorded on you guys saw but the nfl top 100 darius slay talked about justin jefferson's like i know you're on my schedule week two i've already studied my film on you bring it that was like months ago when they did the nfl top 100 Darius Slay won. I love when we back up the trash talk. So moving on to our loser of the week, uh, I'm actually going to go to the Monday night game that we haven't mentioned yet, and that is the the Bills-Titans. My loser of the week uh, really, I guess, encapsulates the start of their season, but how underwhelming the Titans have been to this point. Not that we expected them to beat the Bills, but we certainly expected a better showing than 41-7. And (laughs) I think that just shows how good the Bills truly are uh, right now. Um, They are scary good, period. But uh, the Titans put up a total of 27 points in their first two games. They were the ones that lost the unlucky game to the Giants uh, in week one. And um, for Mike Vrabel, this is just not the type of football that I am used to him coaching. Uh, it's not the type of team I expect to see coming out of the gate um, here in week two. I thought they would be a lot more prepared uh, for what the Bills bring. And I understand that the Bills are what they were last year. And then some, you know, Vaughn changes the game for the defense for sure. That offense is only going to continue to get better as Josh Allen develops that rapport. Um, uh, with those receivers, and they uh, have had some change over there. Obviously, you know, Manuel's gone, Cole's gone, but Gabriel Davis uh, is stepping in. Gabriel yeah. Davis, who who sat out this game injured, by yeah. the way, and they still beat the crud out of him like this. Yeah. Still he can- doesn't have an incredible run, a running game uh, to support what he does uh, as a passer, but they have figured out how to utilize his legs even more. But all that said. I don't know what is going on in Tennessee I'll to lose this. to the Giants and then get embarrassed on Monday Night Football. Uh, but you have you've now got two bad looking losses on your record, and you've got to figure it the crud out moving I'll forward. I'll say this: another winner, maybe Malik Willis, because that starting job may be coming cl- sooner than he expected. Yeah, I heard a pretty good comparison to like 2008. Jake Delhomme somehow they win 12 games, go to the Super Bowl. He has a terrible Super Bowl. Doesn't lose his job because of it, but starts the season up again 
and then a few weeks later gets Lose benched, it. and then ultimately is no longer a starting quarterback in the NFL. Kind of a similar trajectory here with Tannehill. I mean, terrible we, playoff game, throws three picks, start it in the middle of the game, end the game with the pick. You come back the following season, you still have your job technically, but things aren't going well. You're losing games. You go from first seed in the AFC to now this. I don't know if, if, a, if we see this. If we see this two more weeks of poor play from Tannehill, even if they win, even if even if the Titans win, I say I I think we could see we could see Malik Willis start a game. I think they would be at least more intriguing to watch. I, we we, we I will probably see, see the. You'd be much more likely to see Malik in a gadget scenario, uh, much like the Niners did with Trey last year. They're gonna they're gonna start getting the Malik chance in the crowd. Like that's gonna happen. Sure, but but I'd also note too that Week One is not on Tannehill in the sense that, uh, from a numerical standpoint, especially. I mean, dude dropped two sixty six and two had a one hundred six point four passer rating in Week One. Um, again, that's a bounce of the ball game. That's a should have done this here and there. That to me, it's Vrabel's coaching. Like there, there was some things that the team could have done a little differently in Week One that gets them a W. Um, you take sure points when you can get them. That kind of thing uh, that would have helped them win that game. But uh, this to me was just disappointing because it's not what I expected at all out of a team that was supposed to contend for a division title. Still can because the rest of the division sucks. Yes. Um. But. Uh, you know, just disappointed. They can get the four seed. I, I think it's yeah. this moved them farther back than was necessary. Yeah, you're going to lose this game, but I would have loved to see them lose a competitive game and feel like they're in it and not have their heads down going into week three. And that's clearly, I mean, they're they're in that hot seat. They're the 9.5 now. If you, if you win enough games to get to the playoffs, you're part of the 9.5%. That is a 90% chance you've already eliminated yourself from playoff contention. And that, to me, is what makes them a loser of the week when you expected them to be competitive. Uh, I think you could easily say the same thing for the Colts. Yeah. Um, but Colts tied a game. They don't have. They're not zero and two. So um, they got. They have half a win. Yeah. I don't. I don't put them in that same bracket here. Um. You. You did this to yourself, and that. That's just disappointing. So that's why they're my loser of the week. Yeah. Um. My loser of this week would once again be Nathaniel Hackett. Um, that's I, fair. I think it's one thing to have like a pretty bad football team and get clowned because your team is bad, but it's another thing to be like the laughing stock of the NFL, basically in your first two weeks as a head coach for a team that's supposed to have Super Bowl aspirations and and things that are just so laughably bad that anybody who's played Madden for ten years, <laughs> not even ten years, but you know, if you grew up playing Madden and you're an adult now, you're watching this football game, you're like, why aren't you using a timeout here? What is up with your situational football? It's just, it's very bad. Uh, and all things considered, again, for them to only score 16 points each of the first two weeks um, and to be one and one uh, is very underwhelming. Against very, two bad teams. It, against two bad teams, and it's very head-scratching. And when you have your home crowd actively counting down the game clock for you, that is enough right there on its own. So I, he would be my loser of the week. Um, I'm not saying he's like, you know, on the chopping block for he first could still coach have fired a, He could or still whatever. turn around yeah. and... But be, because I've also heard a lot of people say like, they're also just as confused as to what's going on, but because they know how smart he actually is. And so it, it could be an overwhelming thing, um, but it, it almost looks like he's just never been prepared for something like this before. Well, I mean, there's so the, uh, you've heard the point all across the you know the media spectrum this week that how much was he actually doing in Green Bay? Matt Lafleur runs that team and yeah. the majority of the offense. 
Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. So how much are you actually coaching Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, it's like um, when you're in the group project and you get good grades, but now it's like, okay, it's time for the final. Uh, but the final is an individual score. Right. Here you go. Take your test. And you're like, oh, this guy's not really shining how we thought he might have outside of that environment well, so and in a comparison setting you know here um which i think is very fair pre this season i heard this done in multiple shows across the board i saw a couple articles about it but you look at uh, someone like him and you look at mike mcdaniel and they were asking the question who's more prepared to take on this new head coaching role with the rosters they have and and a lot of people were sitting there saying like you could really compare denver and Miami in terms of what those jobs are right now with the talent those teams have. They have so, a window. You know, it, both of them have a window and you need a, you need the guy. Have some expensive and both of them players. went out and got their guy. I mean, Mike McDaniel interviewed a few places. Hackett interviewed a few places. Both these teams settled on their guy. And I heard almost no one say that they would prefer to have Hackett over McDaniel. And I think yeah. The way you've seen these teams handle their first two weeks indicates that Miami got the better end of. I mean, uh, this I situation. honestly think it's going to. I agree with that. I loser think by league. week four, we're going to know. We're going to know what the the teams. I think by week four, we're going to. I think we'll be able to make a decision. What are the Broncos going to be? What are the Dolphins going to be? Some of these teams that we've had question marks coming to the the Raiders. That that's my losers of the losers. By the way, is the Raiders. I mean, mm. you're. I mean, that was just an abysmal falling apart by their defense. And also their offense to end the game. Um, also starting zero and two. Yeah, no that that makes a lot of sense. Um, and uh, and I I agree. You you got to get it done. You can't get outscored twenty two to three um, from the start of the fourth quarter on and uh, and win a game. You got to finish. I know we highlighted that a lot. Well, let's go down to our pick'em section for this week. Um, we've got five games. I threw a little bit of a wild card into it this week, and I'm going to be unapologetic about that um, because I don't know anything about the scenario, but I felt like there was a lot of games in the NFL that we could pick that were all around the same. You know, they they all kind of felt the same. Like we have the 49ers playing the Broncos. Um, there's, there was other games that were like, like that there. I, I forget who Arizona's playing now but I had them circled as a maybe. So I picked the four that I felt like we really should pick. Um, and we've got three out of those four are division of, uh, games uh, and uh, relevant to the discussions we just had. We're also going to pick one college game uh, here in a moment. So first out of the gate, Steelers-Browns here in week three. Uh, Browns one and one, Steelers one and one. Neither of them have a great offense. Both of them have been spurred forward by their defense and their wins. Some, uh, some who subpar are you, quarterback play. Who are you taking? Uh, I, they, uh, Browns are home team. Home team's listed on the right here for us. Okay. I'm going to go uh, Steelers. Steelers. Um, I could not be f- further from your pick because I think the Steelers have the worst quarterback in football right now, and they cannot score points. They cannot move the ball. I'm going to go with the Browns. And if the Steelers had TJ Watt, maybe I would be a coin flip away, but I'm going to go with the Browns, not because I think Jacoby Brissett's much better than 
uh, Trubisky is, but I think they can at least run the ball really well. Um, and again, if if we're sitting here, we're looking at the Browns two and zero if they don't collapse in the last minute and a half of Fair. last week. Um, and so I'm not going to let that kind of turn me away from the Steelers. Plus, I was tortured enough sitting here sick on Sunday watching my first game that came on television, which was <laughs> New England and the Steelers. And after watching that, <laughs> I have zero faith in anything the Steelers can do offensively. So I'm going Browns. Um, so I I agree with what Jameson just said. Um, I also like the home team scenario here uh, in a divisional matchup. Um, and uh, I I will say Trubisky looked not good at all. Um, and uh, as a Najee uh, fantasy owner, um, yeah. I will say that I have been pretty disappointed with what the Steelers are doing offensively. So hopefully that doesn't happen this week. I'd love for Najee to score, you know, break a few runs, break a few, uh, you know, get a little catch and run. I'd like him to get over run. 100 yards running, rushing. That would be nice. That'd be nice. Or just 100 yards. Period. And, and touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Nice. and a touchdown would be mm-hmm. nice. Uh, that which is what he's projected for this week, by the way. But um, projected for the past two weeks, though. Yeah, that's fair. I uh, I'm gonna go Browns as well. I this is the game to get so on you guys. Grant, you get what you, you get. What you uh, want here. You're yep. you're the one picking different. All right. Second game is Bills at the <laughs> Dolphins. This is fun. This one is terrifying. I can't wait to see the line on this. I don't know if it's out already. Um, it probably I, is Tuesday. I would imagine so it, it is, be. but whatever yeah. it's going to settle to, we probably won't know until the end of the week. That's fair. But I I mean, we're not picking with the line in mind. We're just taking the straight outright winner. I, do we like the Dolphins to shock? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so no, I, I think I, the guy who watches I think the, do- I think the Dolphins are a fine Bills. team. Um, but again, as it stands, this is a flash in the pan for all we know. It's fair. That, that's my exact take on it because if the Ravens don't absolutely melt down and allow Tua to be possessed by the football gods and score 28 points in the fourth quarter, then I I think everybody can have used this differently, but because they won that game, it's like, oh, like this is actually now on the flip side of that, the Bills have only beaten up. I'm not going to say the Rams are a bad team, but the Rams were a bad team in week one. And obviously the Titans are not a good team either. Yeah. So we pretty much watched the the Bills more or less beat up on bad teams, whereas the Dolphins have done some stuff. So that does make it a little bit closer. But all things considered, if I think the Bills are going to be what the Bills are this year, they have to win games like this. And I think they're going to go down to uh, Miami. I think they're going to win just fine, um, even if it's on a slightly short week for them. Um, and I think I don't I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a pretty good game, but I do think that they're going to win. I, I think they're just better at all phases right now. I'm, pre- I'm producing like a, a, a 35 to 27, like a, like a score. They're going to score. For sure. I like this to be high scoring. You guys are both going to take the Bills. Uh, that's pretty obvious. Are you taking? I'm going to take the Dolphins as a Dolphins? shocker. Not because I think the Dolphins are the better team, because I'm riding this wave because right now. It worked last week. May as well mm, go with the flow, you know. Not so much. I think I was gonna. I would have done it either way. I was actually shocked that I <laughs> I picked the Dolphins last week. I, I went back and looked, and I went. I, when I, I saw did? you text oh, okay. that, I was I was all like, "That's going with the Dolphins." Oh, yeah. Okay. That's like to me that was the one. And two we trust. That, that huh? was like the one of the no, games no, in that no, week that I was the I most confident in. <laughs> But but yeah, I I mean I can still see it. Um, I'm not I I, I'm not gonna be surprised if the Dolphins get it. But yeah, 
It, it won't be a shock just because we were shocked this last week, so yeah. we we know now. But yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead. We know and take, what they can do. As yeah. we should yes. yes, I'm yes. gonna go ahead and take the Dolphins. Um, and I think this is gonna be. I, I hope this is gonna be one of those crazy games, uh, like what we just saw. So for me, another Miami miracle type games. That was that what you're meaning? Like no, a- no. I'm thinking. I, I reference this a lot, but I'm I'm thinking more like the the Chiefs Rams. Yeah, back and forth. Or yeah, yeah like it's so I, funny that we can because the game is so iconic. We just say the Chiefs the the Chiefs Rams game. Well, that's all we I have to say to him. Yeah. yeah, I I watched that replay at least once a year. It's, I watched it before the Super Bowl last year. <laughs> it was it, it, it's I mean, one of my favorite games I've ever seen in my whole it's life. It's so, so good. Oh, I love that game. I, I, I watch the Packers Seahawks NFC Championship game once a year. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I I watch the Packers 49ers uh, playoff games which every one? year. <laughs> which, <laughs> so, which one? <laughs> uh, yeah, just episode you know yeah. fourteen or whatever we're at. Yeah. Um. All right, so I'll be the difference uh, on that one. I. This next one is, we just mentioned them as a couple of our this losers, and they're playing each other head-to-head this week. This has got to win. Otherwise, this is do or a coach, die for both teams. A, a, a player, somebody's going to be on the hot seat after this. Raiders at the Titans. Who do you got? I'm taking the Raiders. If they don't win this week, it's over for them. Uh, and I think the Titans just aren't good. Uh, I think really the only thing that could happen is that Derrick Henry revives himself three weeks into the season and just runs all over the Raiders. But the Raiders do have a pretty good front, so yeah, you know. It, but that does honestly having a strong front does not matter to Derrick Henry exactly. when he's Derrick Henry. But that being said, like I, again, I don't want to overreact to the Raiders being zero and two, even though I don't like it, and I still think they were going to end up being the worst in their division anyways. Derek Carr is in a scrub. Devontae Adams is good. Darren Waller is good. Hunter Renfro is good. They have it all. They just haven't put it together, and this is going to be a game. I guarantee you Devontae Adams going to have um like if the if the line was um 13 and a half receptions I might take the over. Like he's going to get targeted like 15 to 17 times. Right. <laughs> he's just going to like we're there's I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. We went to school together. We're homies. I don't know why I didn't throw the ball to you last week. You're going to have like 130 receiving yards and two touchdowns yeah. on like 12 catches. So, um that's what my expectation is. I do think they'll probably give it to the Titans pretty good this week. Um, so I'm going to go with the Raiders. Yeah, I am also going to take the Raiders in this one just because I think uh, roster is going to matter here. They are healthy. Um, and I think there's going to be some points scored in this game. I, uh, we talked about how we did not like the Titans defense coming in. We like the Titans coaching of their defense. But um, I, I think there's going to be a lot of points here. I, I think this is going to be winner in the 30s and I'll take the Raiders uh, somewhere in that 31-27 vibe. He's Come trying on. to decide if he wants to play catch up or not no, fall behind. He's ticked off right now because his Mariners are screwing up here in the fifth inning. They just gave up a three-run homer and then a double right after that. Yeah, so that's neat. Um, I feel like he might have caught that ball. He kept running. Anyway. um, For this game, yeah, what James said is right. Am I trying to catch up? I'm trying to get on. You know what? I'm going to do it. Titans. Oh, Titans no. are going. I'm just taking the home team on this one. I think Derrick Henry is going to figure some stuff out and just keep the ball out of Derrick Carr's hands in that offense. That's what I think is going to happen. All right. Make your case. That's fine. Uh, but I really do think that you're going to end up, as of right now, 
probably like four yeah. out of thirteen. <laughs> so, yeah, um, you already picked the Steelers, so just dude, just, just know you're already like just, down one. Yeah, no, 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 no. dude, I, I'm still gonna be top three. Okay, we're we're, we're fine. <laughs> yeah, Podium I'm still finish. getting a bronze no, medal. No, okay, no, no. I'll, what I'll do is I'll we'll we'll bring Mike into this, and you'll be done no, in no, like no, three no, weeks. No, 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 no. Mike doesn't. No one else needs to be involved in this. I want my bronze medal. All right, um, Cowboys Giants is our fourth NFL game. Cowboys at Giants, I should say. I, mean, I don't know. Does that matter? Not really. No. I don't feel like that's home no. field advantage. No. Um, I'm going to go Giants. I'm going to go Cowboys, which I would not do. But again, I, I think the Giants are a fraudulent 2-0 team. It would be hilarious too. if I they were 3-0. For whatever reason, I to me, this has nothing to do with the offense and has everything to do with can the Giants somehow stop Micah Parsons from being an animal? And I don't think the answer to that question is yes. So mm. I think he's literally just going to have one of those impact games where they're not going to be able to do anything because Micah Parsons is just all over the field destroying them. So it's not going to be a pretty game. It's probably going to be another one of those like 19 to 16 score lines where we can't crack 20 points. But I think Micah Parsons is going to be a game wrecker. And uh, I do think that the Cowboys I win think- because of that. After seeing what Brian Dable, like in two weeks, I can already say with like certainty that Brian Dable is a better head coach than Mike McCarthy. And that's when it's going to come down to. So, <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's not saying much. I know well, it's not saying much. Fair. Fortunately, Fortunately Mike McCarthy doesn't have much oh, to say man. about what Micah Parsons can do on yeah, defense. That's, that's true. Um, I, I'm just taking the home team on this one. I'm going to take the better roster on this one. I'm going to take the Cowboys. Uh, that defense looked real good. And their yeah. offensive line does not suck. Um and uh, yeah, I think I think Cooper's gonna be able to game manage a few more wins. So yeah, I will I will take the Cowboys here. Uh, and let's go to our one and only college game of the week. Uh, number twenty, Florida is at number eleven. Tennessee's probably one of the best rivalry games out on the East Coast or Eastern United States. So I this, guess you should say. This is in Tennessee. This is in Tennessee. Okay. Um, Tennessee. I has has had a good couple of years now and is building up that program. I think everybody knows Florida is a constant in the national conversation. Uh, not always necessarily in that top 25 just because they seem to suck it up sometimes in conference play. So, um, but this uh, Florida has owned Tennessee in this rivalry for a while. I this is a hard one and that's why I picked it genuinely. Um, but I just, I think, I think it's a close game and I think Tennessee gets it. I just feel like they've been on that rise and maybe this is finally their year to finish in the top 10 and, and get an awesome bowl game. So I'm going to go ahead and take them in this big one that matters early. Yeah. I'm taking Tennessee as well. Well, I'm not going to pick Florida because you guys picked Tennessee because I was also going to pick Tennessee. I'm sticking to my guns. Um, the one thing that I wasn't sure of is, was it a home game for Tennessee also? That's where I maybe would have been like, oh, you know, college okay. football, like home field advantage really does mean something. Um, but I'm going to pick Tennessee uh, in this one as well. haven't been following a whole lot of college this year, um, but I do think that Tennessee um, is finally going to take Bo- this one. Both these teams are good. Tennessee's roster is great, and they finally got some experience at the quarterback position uh, and in their skill positions. That's been a tough thing for them. They've had guys get good and then transfer out 
And uh, this year, they they finally are at this healthy place where uh, they're a genuine contender. I have heard... This is what might have put it over the top for all of us. I should have mentioned this. I have heard Peyton's going to this game. So well, that, Peyton Manning like a, is on the field. Like a 50% boost right there. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, all right. Well, we've got them locked in. Uh, I want it noted that Grant did not pick a football team in the NFL that scored 21 points yet. Uh, you know why I do this? Those games. I do this for we the know chance. Why you do no, 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 no. it for the chance to parade around here and rub it in y'all's faces. The chance of that is exciting to me. And to be honest, we're just tired of throwing it in your face when you screw this stuff up. Uh, it's just not as much fun for us, um, you know. But I do have the opportunity to fall off a little bit. Jameson can make up some ground. I did pick the the Dolphins. Uh, you know, that's really the only one though that we differed on. I, I will admit to teetering a little bit on the Raiders Titans. I, I was close on that and I, I don't hold Grant, uh, as harshly or just cause the Titans can always run, run the ball and they're clearly the I, better coach team. That's to me, it's the coach. So thing. that's why I, I get it. But, um, yeah, Grant, you're either going to make up some ground or, um, we're going to just see you in week or, 10. Uh, yeah. yeah or I'm, or I'm done. <laughs> Um, but anyway, uh, that's it for pick them this week. Hey, but point back to the NFL one more time, uh, looking ahead to this week, we've already mentioned a game that we're going to love that bills dolphins game. We are certainly looking forward to, we're going to be paying attention to all of these games in terms of, uh, their, sorry, I had a cough right then. That was great timing. Uh, in, in terms of how they're going to impact us at our pick them. But uh, maybe looking outside to pick them and our favorite teams. Is there any other games that you guys see that you're like, man, that that should be a fun one to watch or that you're going to definitely be paying attention to? I think I'm going to be paying a lot of attention to that Lions Vikings. Oh, no, that's my Come big. on. That's my thing. Because um, I want to see uh, if the Lions are real. And I think this is the first this is, big test. This is going to be Vikings the, are on a bounce this back. This is going to be the one. Um, that Lions secondary isn't great. It's young. And so I think that could be the weakness, but I want to see if Jared Goff can keep up with Kirk Cousins and his incredible flannel shirts at 10 a.m. Uh, <laughs> you know, start time. That cold okay, cash. well, since, since you picked that one, because that was my number one. Okay, that, I'm that's, sorry. That's I jumped the game ahead that I'm most excited for um, outside of uh, Rams-Cardinals uh, division matchup. Um, so my second one would probably be Packers-Bucks. It's going to be the last Aaron Rodgers meeting with Tom Brady unless they meet in the playoffs. Hey, there you go. Um, so I'll, like I'll pick that one. Um, a battle of two really good defenses and kind of some underwhelming offenses, so that'll be interesting. Um, it, it could also just randomly turn into a barn burner because of who you have at quarterback, but it's like the two, under, the two most undermanned wide receiving cores right now. Uh, are probably those guys considering the injuries on the Bucks and then the Packers just being what the Packers have at wide receiver. So um, it might just turn into a meathead game where you're handing the ball off to, uh, you know, <laughs> Leonard Fournette and A.J. Dillon and all those guys and just letting them go. Yeah. Um, so, um, but I would be interested in that game. Um, that would probably be my second pick. Yeah. The the over-under, by the way, in that game I, uh, for running back scoring touchdowns is at three. I I think it's or two two point five or whatever. I would probably take the over. I would take the over in that. I I, I heard that that line uh, on the show that I always watch uh, today, and and I was like, hmm, that seems like a really low number. Grant, uh, any of those games look interesting to you that we haven't already uh, mentioned? I'm kind of interested in the Jaguars Chargers game. 
I was going to yeah. say, that's yeah. my honorable mention. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm interested go. in that one. Cool. Uh, I just want to see. I want to see. Well, for, I mean, there's a bunch of things. I want to see how, how, how Herbert is. See if that's an injury to keep an eye on. I also just want to see what the, more what the Jaguars are doing. They have a, like a, a, a they're playing a, like a good, like a potentially great team. So I want to see how they fare against that. When you fare against, I mean, they're, you know, they won against the, um, sorry, they lost against the Commanders week one. Um, who, who they play this week that they lost to? Jaguars? Jags beat Jag- the Colts. Blinked them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the Colts. Win. Colts, again, I don't, I think maybe the, we're a little higher on the Colts than we probably should have been potentially. And so seeing them play a great team, I'm just interested to see how they fare in that. Can they keep pace? Don't expect yeah. them to win, but can they keep that's, pace with a high-powered offense? That's the biggest thing for and me. And to is me, that's interesting to see. If if Herbert's healthy enough to let it sling, Fair. then the can Jaguars Trevor Lawrence are gonna sling have, right back. They're going to have to do the same thing to keep pace, and that's I think the biggest question mark is I've liked what I've seen from Lawrence so far, but it doesn't really feel aside from kind of almost a late comeback in that Commanders game, like they've really had to just let it all out. Yeah, and I think this is the week where they don't have a choice. And they also, like, nobody expects anything of them, so they're not going to be afraid to go out there and just be like, all right, Trevor Lawrence, throw the ball 40 times. Yeah. Um, and just let's go. Honorable mention, by the way, Carson Wentz is playing the Eagles this week. Uh, that, there you go. That, that could have some uh, nice drama. Is it, is drama, it, is it, is it in Philadelphia? Oh, I just was looking at it. I just want to uh, know how... how, how Philly like, did just have a, a home game is that last, one? Uh, this last week, so I don't... Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Oh, my goodness. Why can't I find it? Commanders. That, it, no, it is in Washington. They've okay. got that one coming up later. Um, that I mean, is definitely I will towards say the end though, of the like, season. A lot of the guard that he had beef with isn't there, like he's like Doug Peterson isn't there anymore. Yeah, obviously it's gonna be ob- the fans. Oh, well, yeah. When, when he when he goes to Philadelphia, he's gonna get booed like crazy. That first snap is gonna be very loud. November fourteenth, prime time game. Mark your calendars, kids. That's a Monday night football. Oh, good good job, NFL. The scheduling uh, all, these, all these they like revenge not, games, all the, they're trying to put in prime time. They are not unaware of the storylines. Now it'll be some good storylines. They're also be interesting to pay attention to the Bengals Jets game. Uh, See you the know, Bengals, Bengals got to get a win. Jets trying to make something of themselves. The dumpster fire teams are playing this week. The Texans and the Bears. Uh, so nobody Se- gives a crud. Seahawks Justin Falcons. Fields should go off in that mm-hmm. game. Seahawks Falcons the can Mariota actually slaughter the Seahawks? I'm can, not gonna lie. But yeah, it know. could we'll happen. See. It could straight up happen. Uh, yeah, um, I yeah, I honestly have no idea what what to expect. Yeah, I I don't either in that one. I will be paying attention. I'll be watching. Yeah, I'll, be watching. Uh, I'll be watching on my way home. I'm gonna be out in Eastern Oregon traveling back uh, that afternoon, uh, trying to get back for 49ers Broncos in the evening. So anyway, well that's us for the week. Thank you, everybody, for listening and tuning in. Uh, We will be back uh, with more of the NFL recap of the week. Uh, We'll get uh, further into our hilarity with Pick'em as Grant sucks at it. I'm going to run around, parade around this room (laughs) in y'all faces. And more than anything, though, we cannot wait for the Bills Dolphins this week. Uh, Glue yourself to the TV. Make it a priority. And uh, we'll all enjoy that one and all of the NFL week three. Uh, All our best to you. We'll see you next week. Peace.